everybody, and welcome to the Misadventureland Game Show. I'm Bobby, and I'm here with Justin. Hi there. Hey there. How you doing? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Excited, even. Excited to be here on YouTube. Excited to be here on YouTube talking video games with you, my yes. good sir. Yes, we are live on YouTube. Um, misadventure.land is the easiest way to get to YouTube right now because we don't have enough subscribers to get a custom URL, but... You should head on over there, uh, hit the thumbs up on the on the video, um, give us a subscribe, hit the notification bell, make sure you can hear, uh, you can see everything we do when it when it happens. Uh, we put up four, we put up a video of a of a modern video game last week, Justin, um, and we talked about it and we played it, and the the world is just a, a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, so we got more stuff like that. You should definitely, definitely head over to misadventure.land. Um, we're going to be talking about some video games. We got a lot. We didn't record last week. We did it. Because uh, we were both very tired. It happens. Um, it was honestly, we just went, um, I texted Justin and said, I need to bail on tonight. I am extremely tired. And Justin said to me, if you hadn't bailed on me, I was going to bail on you. <laughs> so... So it was, it was, it was kismet. It was meant to happen. Um, and, uh, so, but we're back this week and we have a massive, massive amount of stuff to talk about because we already had a lot of stuff to talk about last week when we were supposed to record, um, now more games, uh, more, a ton of news, um, just a lot of stuff to talk about. So we really shouldn't. Uh, delay too long we should get into it justin of this grab bag of things we have to talk about what do you want to talk about let's talk about battlefield battlefield 2042 is that the game you're talking about i'm talking about battlefield 2042 for the xbox one the playstation 4 the playstation 5 the xbox x and s pc even Mm -hmm. everything but the switch basically everything but the switch Although, yes. God help me, what would this thing run like on the Switch? I would because love to see it. I would love to see it. It runs like absolute dog shit on everything else. <laughs> so, um, why don't we level set, Justin? Because I'm, I mean, I'm sure people who have been listening a lot over, over the year have known how what our feelings on this. But, you know, talk about your excitement level for Battlefield. Battlefield was one of the most anticipated games of the year for me. I love the Battlefield series. I have... Uh, been a huge fan since I'll say uh, Battlefield 2. Battlefield 3 is really where I cut my teeth, though, on this series. I must have spent a thousand hours playing Battlefield 3. Um, and uh, every subsequent Battlefield I have put hundreds of hours into, even the ones that I really didn't love, like Battlefield mm-hmm. 1. Um, and when I saw that Battlefield 2042 was being announced, I was like super jazzed for it because it was a return to a more modern time period, even though it's near future. We are getting away from the World War One, World War Two era. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I pre-ordered this game back in August. I pre-ordered this and Deathloop at the same time with credit that I got for my anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sight unseen. I was like, I know I'm playing Battlefield, so let's just get it. Let's just get this purchase over with. Yeah. A couple couple of weeks ago, we played that alpha or beta, as they called it. I'm not, I can't even remember what they called it. At it was the definitely time. a beta for sure. It was a beta. beta. Um, and we came on that following week and we talked about some of the things that I did not like about what I had played. And a lot of it was because it was like, oh, it's an old build. You know, I'm sure they'll they'll make changes. There was still fun to be had there, but just Mm -hmm. something didn't feel right. 
Um, right. And I, I started getting this little nagging feeling in the back of my head being like, am I trying to convince myself that I was having fun or was I actually having fun? <laughs> Fast forward to um, just this last week. And because Bobby and I are, you know, in that very exclusive uh, Game Pass membership, we have that. Yeah. You really have to be to know somebody to get in there. I mean, it's a who's who of who's in that club there. But Mm -hmm. you get to trial the game for 10 hours as being part of EA Play. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, are we really going to do this? Like, you know, I, you know, I already know that I'm going to get it. um, And I'm going to say I'm very glad that we did, uh, because (laughs) I'll say out of that 10 hours, uh, you, me and our friend Andy probably played, I'll say a good four ish. It was three to four hours. Three to four hours. Yeah. And what I played of that game was enough to make me contact Sony support and be like, I would like to cancel my pre-order. Yeah. Uh, It is. You know, Battlefield games don't ever launch in tip top shape to Mm -hmm. put it in the most friendly terms. Yeah. Uh, They're usually uh, buggy. uh, They have issues. And over time, much like Ubisoft games, it kind of irons itself out. They they get the extra time to do so and they make it work. Yeah. Um, Usually that's fine because for me, you know, back then there there wasn't that much else going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Honestly, the way this, the, 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 let's just say it's four hours. The four hours that we spent with this game was enough to make me be like, you don't deserve my money right now there's too many other good video games out uh for me to spend the money on this right now we'll go over what we saw the technical issues our experience of playing it but just top down looking at this video game it is not ready to come out of the oven yet and it's it's a shame because they had a window here to like do something really good with this franchise to really make some like you know, headway in the shooter space um, with Call of Duty not being as well received this year. And they just absolutely, in my opinion, fumbled the bag yet again. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we, we saw, I mean, we, the Call of Duty numbers that are coming in, right. It seems like it's a soft year for Call of Duty as far as sales. I mean, it'll probably still be the best selling game of the year and it all comes down to it. Right. But it's something like 20 or 30% um, lower than, than, than Black Ops. Uh, Cold War uh, for the for the new one. So it what if any year was going to be a year for them to you know at least try to you know be somewhat competitive with Call of Duty. It was this year, um, and I think a lot of people were very excited. I think a lot of people were sitting there going like, okay, like we are. I mean, obviously people are going to buy Call of Duty, but like we we are you know we are ready ready for a Battlefield, ready for something a little different, ready for something a little bigger, has a little bit of a a different feel and and take on it. And um, I think you know you and I talked about a game earlier in the year that we've been playing called uh, the ascent, right? Where it was a game that we were loving the actual playing of, but all of the technical stuff just kind of burnt us out in the game way before we got anywhere close to finishing it. Um, And this has that problem, except the part where I was playing the game wasn't making me happy either. You know, we had so many problems like, you know, from the game crashing your Xbox and Andy's Xbox you know, to, not to, just to, crashing. We're not just talking about a hard crash back to, you know, the home screen. Yeah. The game locked up my Xbox and turned it off. Like yeah. I had to get back up and turn the power back on to my Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. From from stuff like that to just, you know, just getting into a match. And, you know, I had a I mean, again, some of these bugs will get worked out, obviously. But like at a moment where I was like, got 
caught in the middle of a um, downed and upped state so that I was on the ground. It said I had been res, but I was still on the ground like, like with, a, with a frozen countdown to my death. But it had taken away the options for me either to skip the countdown or to call for help. So I was just stuck and I had to quit the match and, and, and start over. I couldn't um, change my weapons multiple times. Uh, yeah. multiple times i just you know it would i could not edit my loadout at all yeah. and so you know you're stuck in a half hour match with a gun that you really don't enjoy very much so i'm just trying to run around and pick up other people's weapons the yeah. technical issues aside i mean and there are many of them yeah um you know from you know uh, uh, just again like simple things as certain maps just in our playtime never working never being yeah, able never get to get into a match never loading yeah. in um getting stuck with orbital which i think is like unanimously the weakest of the maps which was the beta map um yeah. and just just keeps a frustration the design choices they made around this game uh are seriously in my opinion hampering it um yeah the specialist system is very whatever to me uh you know they, they've moved away from the classic you know support attacker uh healer classes um yeah. where you have a very defined role and it's more anybody can do anything you get a perk on top of that though that a certain role gives out so for instance the anybody can heal but only the healer class can have a heal gun which can shoot at people everyone else is just going to drop supply like or, or, or like uh healing boxes that will yeah. give like an area of effect heal uh, and everybody can revive, but only the meta can revive the fastest. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. And it's like it's kind of like breaking the mold a little bit like before. It's just like, OK, I need to have, um, you know, a repair tool. It's like, OK, well, I know I need to be a support class at that point. And now it, it feels like a little more scattershot of like, all right, well, how do I want to build this loadout? Um, I'm not exactly sure what I should be doing here. You know, I if I you know, it doesn't really explain the fact that like any class can walk around with a rocket if they want to. Um, right. It, it yeah. kind of leaves you to de like decide that stuff or figure that stuff out for yourself. I, I am of the opinion uh, with this game that we've reached a, a point of diminishing returns with the player count and map size. Mm -hmm. I think control uh, 128 players in theory you think about it and you're like, that sounds awesome. Like more people, more mayhem, more battlefield moments. And battlefield wants you to have those moments, right? Yeah. They want you to have the moments where it's like, I was in a helicopter and the helicopter was about to crash. And we cra we were, I jumped out of the helicopter as it crashed into a tank. And then I, as I landed, I popped out my, my LMG. I went prone. I killed three people. And then like a, a, another tank ran me over. Like that's a battlefield right. moment. Yeah. And the game wants, you would think it would, have more of those moments but what i'm finding is that the map sizes are so big that you're it, it basically feels like in a lot of areas you're running from you're just running from point to point right and yeah. for us when we were playing i wasn't having any fun because it's like okay what all right we need to take c1 that's the closest point to us it's 500 meters away there's no vehicles around we'll run there and so as yeah. we're running there, it's like, okay, C1 just got capped. Um, all right, let's try and go towards D2. And mm -hmm. then we would run another 400 meters and then be like, oh, okay, it, it, it got capped or I just got sniped from somebody uh, a thousand yards away. So the only way we were having fun was like, okay, let's try and find a hot zone where there's going to be a lot of action and we're just going to park ourselves there. 
And a lot right. of it was like, should we, all right, no one's been coming to this point. Should we move? And like for a lot of the time it was like, no, we shouldn't move because eventually someone's going to come here. And by the right. time we get, we leave this place and go somewhere else, this place would be taken over again. So yeah. it was odd the way that we were having to play Conquest. And the way that like the shooting design they have, they've kind of changed the way their guns fire. They call it weapon bloom. And there are videos all over YouTube. Um, their IGN had an article about it. On um, one of the mm-hmm. points in that article was, "Why can't I hit anybody? Why are my shots not hitting?" And so they've made it where there's a lot of recoil with these guns, and like shots that you would hit in any other shooter, just completely missing. Yeah. And like I had to switch from an assault rifle to an LMG. Now, granted, I do like LMGs. You do love LMGs. Uh just to have the right amount of bullets so I wouldn't run out of ammo and I would actually be able to hit somebody. Now, you might be right. like, well, you just need to get better at the game. Now, look, I'm not going to like <laughs> say I'm amazing at video games or anything, but if there's something I yeah. am good at in video games, it's shooting motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm okay at that. And I was yeah. struggling big time with these shots. Um, yeah. So like a lot of design choices that I just don't agree with. Now, granted, we didn't get to play any uh, breakthrough, which is like their... You know, and we tried. Di- we tried multiple times. <laughs> yeah. That's where my system crashed. <laughs> yeah, but br- like breakthrough, which used to be called Rush, would be mm-hmm. maybe I think more interesting with uh, with that amount of players because there's yeah, only like sure. two or three points. Like you have one team playing defense, one team playing offense, and I would have yeah. liked to have seen that more. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, like this is probably one of the more disappointing games I can think of in the last couple of years because they, like I said. They had this window to come out and be so strong. So many people were so hyped for this game after its announcements. After its announcement at E3, Battlefield 4 started showing up on Steam, uh, like the the Steam database again, or or like um, like with concurrent players. The Steam charts, that's the word I was looking for. Where it was like, it was having a big comeback because people were really excited to get back into Battlefield. And we experienced yeah. that. We jumped in and played Battlefield 5 for like a solid month again. Just yeah. being like, man, I am jonesing for some Battlefield. And this is what we got. It just, this, this shouldn't have been taken out of the oven yet. Obviously, you knew that it was going to because of, you know, investors and, you know, they had to get this game out before this quarter ended or, you know, before the holidays. So... I'm not saying this game is like done. I've written it off. I will never think about it again. Like I said, Battlefield games tend to eventually iron out most of their issues. Mm-hmm. I'll come back and take a look at this thing in six months. And I bet you yeah. it'll be a lot of the bugs will be ironed out. Maybe they'll make some different choices and we could have a, you know, a different experience with it. But it's sad because the most amount of fun I had with it was playing Battlefield 3 in portal mode. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I don't feel like spending Um, $70 to play Battlefield 3 again at the moment. No, no. That's the problem is that like Portal is cool. So and I, you know, I played a little bit of like I I was waiting for you guys to come on and I was playing a a Battlefield Bad Company 2 like like match in in there. Um, And that was neat. You know, it was a lot of fun. And that was that was Rush. And it was like, you know, it was on on a Battlefield Bad Company map and everything was destructible and it was very manageable and it was fun. Um. And like, you know, for me, I, I think the idea of just um, 128 players on its face is not is not necessarily a bad one, but I feel like the way they've sort of um, created and dictated the engagements in Battlefield 2042, it, because thing we're talking about, because the shooting uh, doesn't feel particularly great, you know, it, it, I, I feel like, you know, I. 
the shooting model just feels very strange to me because there are times where I, like I met I, the article by the bloom was like, Oh, if you're moving, there's a huge hit penalty. There's a huge aim penalty. Right. But I felt like when I was sitting absolutely still and putting, uh, uh, you know, putting sights directly on someone's uh, the middle of their body, even uh, shots were just missing, you know, with a DMR and like that. And they weren't, and they were, you know, and then they're, they're, you know, 30 yards away or 20 yards away, which is like prime DMR like range. You know what I mean? Like I, just missing completely. Um, you know, I mean, what did I say when we were playing? I said, man, it feels like I'm playing PUBG and yeah. in PUBG, you know, on, especially on console, it was hard to kill people. Like you yeah. really had to get up in there to get somebody. And that yeah. was where a lot of my success when I was playing was coming from. It was like, all right, I need to get myself in a tight area where yeah. I have no, almost no chance of missing. Yeah. But that game is, is, a, is, is much more of a, sh on its face, a shooting sim than yeah. Battlefield is. That game is intentionally like, no, 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 there's like bullet drop and wind resist. You know, there's a ton of stuff in that game. Um, and, and Battlefield is not supposed to be that game. And if it is that game, they don't do a very good job of communicating it to you, right? Because, you know, you also can grapple onto a jet and, f and ride it through the sky. So uh, it's, you know, the... the the, the back and forth of it is, is a little is a little crazy um, with, with, with the whiplash, those, the, the, that kind of tonality. But, you know, it, the, the problem it was hard to get into a match. Sometimes when we got into matches, it wasn't particularly fun to play them because the shooting didn't feel great. And because the maps are large and don't funnel, don't they don't really funnel engagement into certain areas like you can have a giant map with a ton of people. But if you have certain like engagement funnels it, it makes it enjoyable but because the maps are so big you, you know sometimes you have to run really really far to get where you're gonna go and then you die, you die immediately and it's and like running very far and dying immediately is is a tenant i believe of the battlefield games but double that distance that you usually would run in a battlefield game and then just die that's what happens in in a game like this um and, and like you know we mentioned how let loose you know on, on the last time we, re we, we recorded and like that game is, is trying to make you feel right. Like a small cog in this like giant machine, right. A, a, of war. And it's doing it on purpose. So it, uh, purposely you cannot cover the entire map, right? You are, I'm, I'm going to hold down this one section and this is going to be my my group and my squad. And this is going to be the trench that I, that I fight in. Right. Um, it, it's the opposite of like a power fantasy, right? Battlefield is pushing the power fantasy. And then also, doing those kind of like putting a lot of friction in your way in order to fulfill that power fantasy. Right. And so it just doesn't feel like the game, the game, it feels like it's lacking an identity to me. Like it feels like it, it doesn't have, it doesn't know what it wants to be. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of that comes back that battlefield five was, was highly unsuccessful, right. For, for them. Um, and which, which, you know, going back and playing battlefield five, not that long ago, that game sure looks great in comparison to what 2042 is right now. It feels like just on the it base level, the shooting good. and movement feels great. The movement feels so much better in Battlefield 5 than it does in Battlefield 2042. And I'm sure that Battlefield 2042 looks better than Battlefield 5. But when I was playing it, I was not like, wow, this is like, look at this. Look at this. Like only a couple, like when the tornadoes come out or something, then there's like crazy scale happening. And you're like, wow, look at this. But those are more like, I also don't feel like the tornadoes and something like that add any sort of like 
functional, like fun to the map. They just become a no. thing you're running away from. Yeah. After the first time you get sucked up in when you're like, holy shit, I didn't die. Now I, I, I'm like flying around. I can parachute down. Like once you do that or you fly a jet into it, a helicopter it once or twice, it doesn't have the same, you know, verve that it did the first time you did it. And, you know, I would have much rather them gone down the road of like, you know, you can destroy like, Every, every wall, every building with the, you know, if the Orient is strong enough, you can take it down sort of thing over, over those sort of like big set piece, things like that, because that's stuff in Battlefield I love, like obviously easier in something like Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 5 because you're, you're dealing with like old, small buildings, you know, so you don't, you don't, you don't deal with like, on like a skyscraper falling down, but like, you know, the, the, the feeling of like, oh, they went into this building, but those, if I if I start blowing up those walls, it's not gonna matter. Eventually, it's just gonna fall down. Yeah. You know, like I love that stuff in Battlefield, and I love the way that the maps change over time in Battlefield, where you 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 do all this stuff, and slowly but surely the map like just flattens out. You know, at a certain point, because you're destroying everything, and like that doesn't exist. You know, here in those ways, and, and so um, it, it just it it doesn't have it, it's it's like you said, Justin. It's so big that you don't get that feeling of like. Okay, we, we captured C. Let's go to B now, and then no, we're gonna capture B now. We're gonna go to A. You, so you don't have you don't have that full map feel that you do in in other battlefield games. It doesn't have that, right? Um, it doesn't have that that feeling of like um, that feeling of progression throughout the map, like other battlefield games have. That is, that's been so good, um, and and it's buggy as hell and doesn't feel good. So it's like it's missing all of those things. Look, there are ways they can tweak it. There are things that they can do to make it feel more fun. But, um, you know, even, but all, all along the pipeline in this game, there's just, it, there's just hard stops that stop you from playing it. We, like Hazard Zone seems like it could be a cool mode, but it takes so long to get into Hazard Mode, get out of Hazard Mode, and then back into Hazard Mode again from, from match to match you know i i felt no desire for us to keep going in and trying to get better at it because you can die in you know 30 seconds and be and be done with the match and then you spent four times as long loading into the match as you did playing in the match um so so all that stuff like you know just just i think takes away from from it being a game that i want to go back to right now and and play it, um it just needed right. more time it, it needed more time it needed more time and it needs to just it needs a couple more passes over for i, I mean yeah. especially for the bug stuff like the bug stuff will yeah. get ironed out but yeah aside from that I, I think they need to make it like a, a a hard look at some of the design choices that they've made we had a question we may as well just answer it now from from hugh um yeah. he asks what are the biggest gameplay issues you have i think we covered that with Battlefield 42, what fixes would you like to see to make the game enjoyable to you? Um, yeah. You know, portal mode is like, in a way, like their answer for, we had these other modes before, we offered them, but now you can make them. So like, I would much prefer to see, uh, I, I love Conquest. I would like to see Conquest on smaller maps, you know, with half mm -hmm. the player count. Like, all right, give me 60 players, yeah. 30 on each side. And I think portal mode allows you to do that. But does, I just yeah, wish sure. that there were, you know, like options for us right there. You want to play Conquest large? You want to play Conquest small? Instead mm -hmm. of relying on the community to do that, I would really like them to see them do another pass on the shooting. Um, yeah. It just doesn't feel good to play. Like, you come from playing Call of Duty, which we'll get into in a moment, 
where yeah. man call of duty like we 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 literally played one right after the other we went from call of duty yeah. uh, battlefield into call of duty and it felt like night and day now look battlefield and call of duty aren't supposed to feel exactly similar no battlefield, fan, battlefield fans don't want that they don't want that and i'm not saying that they should but the feeling of shooting in Call of Duty, I'm not talking about time to kill. I'm not talking about mm. how fast you run around. Just the actual gunfire and gunplay itself just felt better. I aim at a dude. All right. I, you know, I can handle recoil and I, I have a good idea that I'm going to hit, hit him. In Battlefield, I had no idea where any of my shots were going. And as a, yeah. you know, a longtime first person veteran, that's frustrating. So I would yeah. love to see them take another pass at the shooting and also just like small design choices. How easily I can modify my weapon, how easily I can tell, like, how many menus I have to dig down to see my weapons, see the modifications I can make to my weapons. Maybe just, like, and also explain the special class, specialist classes a little bit better. Like, yeah, maybe just, like, go back to the actual, hey, this guy falls under support, this guy falls under uh, healer, right, and separate those and be like, now you just pick a perk to go with them if you want. But I mean, that's too, that's probably way too much of a design change. Uh, and, and a couple of people have said this. It feels like they built this game around um, Hazard Zone, mm-hmm. where the specialists make much more sense. Yeah. But yeah. some of those specialists just don't make sense in a, in, a, in a mode where there's 65 players or 64 players on the other team. And I, I, you know, my grapple is useful in like two areas of this map. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think I mean, the thing about that, mo- I mean, this is one of these things and Battlefield has always been a little bit obtuse about like the way that they do weapons and 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 like attachments and all that. It's, it, it never feels like the other like the other shooters, you know, out there. Um, but like. You have like you have these 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 operators or whatever, which, you know, definitely is, is also them trying to to kind of like. um sort of get into this like you know um siege apex legends like type of like we have characters that 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 you know that you can latch on to you know that you like the way they look and you customize them you're not just a random army dude that you dress up in like seven or eight different you know kinds of things um which again mention call of duty call of duty does the same thing they have a bunch of operators but there's nothing tied to them that's like at all like gameplay focus right they're just like they're just basically like a skin that you wear that you can you can deck out however you want my thing about this in battlefield is that they have the operators which if they just been like okay there's eight operators and they kind of fall underneath like you said just in these classes and they get the perks that go along with these classes um and then you can fill out your weapons however you want to right but like there is um there is like there is like two levels. There is the operator level, and then they still have a menu that's like class menu. So there's like a medic loadout, an assault loadout, uh, you know, a whatever loadout, and a whatever loadout, you know. Um, you can go into those loadouts, and then you can change anything out of them that you want. So the, so you can go in there. It's not like the medic loadout is like married to a health kit and a whatever. You can go in there and go, no, I don't want the health kit. Give me the you know the armor box or you know whatever the ammo box or whatever. Um. And I just don't understand. And then there's your weapons, right? And then there is like, okay, here's your weapons and your attachments. And I don't understand why they did it that way. Like, yeah. just go like, even if they just wanted to go, look, you can create your own like deal. Like you can, you have a, you have a, you have like, we'll have our set like pre-made classes. 
um, that you can pick from at the beginning when you're still leveling up or when like, you know, so you're not going in just all iron sights all the time, which is another thing, you know, in this game. It's like, I don't understand how you can put me on a map with 128 people that's like, that's the size of an actual city and go, you just use these iron sights <laughs> on this assault rifle. You know, like, I, I don't understand like what, what that reasoning is. Give me a, a like a suckler that I can put on and just go. Um, and then, you know, the other part of it. So that, and then just go like, okay, create, have an easy menu that goes like, okay, I'm gonna have this weapon, this weapon, this weapon. I'm gonna have this perk, this perk, this perk. I'm gonna have this equipment, this equipment, like other shoot, famous big shooters that we're also gonna talk about. Just do that. And then it'll be so much easier to be able to just go like, okay, I got my loadout. I got the guy I wanna play. Oh, you need me to switch from my medic to my assault. Okay, quick, I'll just do that. Now it takes like, it takes so long in that modify menu to pick and to change up what you're doing. If the you game know? lets and you. <laughs> if the game even lets you do it at this point. So it just, there's, it's like a rat's nest of problems that, that they have. And it's a shame, right? Because we were very primed for it and I was very excited about it. Um, you know, I, I love, the thing I love about Battlefield is like, okay, I'm going to play the medic and I'm going to, and even if I don't kill a bunch of people, I'm always going to be there, like behind people, picking people up and resin them, you know? And that was um, another thing. Oh, that's a, another one of the things. I play medic in, in these games. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I ran over to somebody and was not allowed to res them. And it yeah, wasn't was like they, it wasn't like they chose not to be res and just respawns. They are spamming res, 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 res. And I am trying. Yeah. And the game is just not giving me the prompts because it decided to glitch out or whatever. And again, just yeah, a th it, it, it's you know it's death by a thousand cuts with this game. It is. So they it need is. to get yeah. they need to get some band aids going. Yeah, I mean they need first of all to fix the technical stuff so that getting in and out of matches isn't a isn't a pain. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the biggest things. Just let me get because if the cycle of getting in and out of matches wasn't as a pain of it, as much a pain as it is, you you could sort of forgive some of the things because there are those moments right. Where you're you're like running down a hill and like a you know there's there's a there's a there's a there's a truck flying like racing past you up the hill a tank is coming over the other hill a plane falls out of the sky in front of you and blows up and kills something and you know and you shoot somebody perishing out of the sky and you're like yeah this fucking rules you know but but that's like that that amount of like this feels great is such a small percentage compared to the stuff that feels bad. Um, unlike Justin, another shooter that came out, a, a surprise, a surprise shooter that came out, uh, this week on Monday, um, you know, uh, a game called Halo Infinite. Justin, have you heard of it? I'm unfamiliar. Please. Can you tell me the history of Halo, this Halo franchise? <laughs> um, yeah, Halo Infinite. Um, we've been hearing rumors over the weekend that it was going to drop at the Xbox 20th anniversary um event that happened on monday um and it did it it did it dropped it, and it's they're calling it beta up until the december 8th release um and but it has all the maps all the modes in it um right now so it is essentially the full release i'm sure they will tweak things as they go like any active you know live service game but you know playing it right now you're playing the full game right so um you know we played we played some of the beta together. We did. Um, the only I only got to play I got to play on the weekend where the where the the big team battle stuff going on, um, and I came away from the big team battle stuff going like this is fine, but like I'm not really having a I didn't have a great time. I, I like I thought it played really well, 
but didn't have a I didn't have a great time playing it. Um, so when they dropped the thing on Monday, I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong. I love Halo, um, but I just don't know if like. I just had one big disappointment with Battlefield. Like, what's gonna happen now? You know, like when I with this, like, there's gonna be another shooter that I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll play. You know, um, I jumped in on on Monday um, for a little bit um, and played for a couple of hours. I had to go to bed real early because I come super early to work on Tuesday, so I didn't even get to play with Justin. But Mark and I got to play a bunch uh, for a couple hours on on on, on Monday night, um, and. Um, it's a, it's probably a small thing to say. It's probably, I'm probably putting it mildly that all of those fears were put to rest, um, pretty much immediately. Uh, it felt great to play. I got to play a lot of the small maps, um, and play in the more like the four on four kind of smaller modes. And it really, really clicked for me, but I, Justin, I want to hear, you know, you, you were already very excited about it. I can tell Justin excited about it because Justin just sends me like random, like stories and clips about Halo now. Um, at least I'm not the one like, posting person, them. I'm not posting them to yeah. Twitter like some people I know. Uh, this person, no, not even your own clips, just other random clips. Yeah. Um, and all, you know, and uh, being like, did you hear this? This person also likes Halo. Like, so I know Justin is like super pumped about it. But how you we playing very much all week? How are you feeling? Uh, I feel fantastic. Uh, so <laughs> I I played a lot of the beta when they released it, or the test flights as mm -hmm. they were calling them. And yeah. I like big team battle. I like small Halo. I like big Halo. I like Halo in the morning. I like Halo at night, you know, like <laughs> so to to play those flights, you know, as somebody who spent thousands of hours playing Halo multiplayer mm -hmm. growing up, ne never really finding uh, a groove with it with four and five. You know, the last time I spent a bunch mm -hmm. of time with it was Reach. Um you know, playing those flights, I was like, oh, my God, like the, the, like the easiest thing I could say is it's old Halo, but new and like it's very mm -hmm. reductive, but it's also very true. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I was trying to explain this to a friend today, our, our friend Laz, who was like, I keep hearing about this Halo game. My coworker says it's really good. Should I download it? And like, well, first of all, you need to find find out if your PC can handle it. But if it can, <laughs> if it can, then absolutely. Laz's like, PC can definitely handle it. Yeah, I'm sure it can. It's, I mean, it's a couple of years old. It's more than a couple yeah. of years old, but I'm sure it could handle it. I mean, this thing runs on an yeah. OG Xbox One, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it and I, I mentioned this when we played the flights. It feels the way you would imagine Halo feeling in 2021, right? Like if you took mm -hmm. modern sensibilities and just pushed it into a Halo game and left it halo because it's not like halo hasn't tried to update itself it tried real no, hard to it update has. itself around halo 4 and what you got was a kind of call of duty clone which just yeah. like battlefield players don't want the game to be like call of duty halo players don't want that either and so yeah. halo 4 was not very well received it's multiplayer and um you know i i, I was anxious to see how this would come out and it, it feels great um you know the time to kill in Halo is always going to be its its own thing. You know, it, uh, you see a lot of people on Twitter being like, has it always been like this hard to kill people? You know, it, yeah. it feels like I'm shooting a guy forever before he dies. But, you know, it's about breaking that shield and then getting in there and finishing with a melee or switching to a pistol. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's I think it's special. I think it's, yeah. you know the the question of this podcast is halo the best shooter of the year and i think unequivocally yes <laughs> out of everything we've played um 
I, I think it's the best. And it's a lot of things, right? It's, you know, in most games, it's when you have like a Slayer or something or a team deathmatch. It's like, who can go out and just kill the other fools the, the fastest? In right. Halo, especially on these you know tight 4v4 maps, which I have to say, I, I find all the maps to be really well designed. So like, you know, it, it's not something you think about a lot with first person shooters. What's the map design like? You know, but you know instantly what's a good map and what's a bad map. Like you play a map sometimes and you're just like, oh, that was fine. And you play a really good one. You're like, that flowed real nicely. Like there are obvious choke points. There are, you know, there, there's, you know, um, multiple good spots for battles to be happening. Most multiple good spots to hold up for defense in like an oddball or, you know, if you're playing capture the flag, like good lanes to be running down for, you know, offense, defense or whatever. And this game does that. But what the other thing that I, I've really noticed with Halo, especially since we've been playing pretty much exclusively in a four stack almost all the time yeah is in these small maps it is about map control or zone control more than anything else and sure other games do that as well but what this game focuses on is who's got the gravity hammer and who's got the rockets and the game will let you know like you know overshield rockets uh cinder shot spawning in 30 seconds and you know where those Mm -hmm. locations are going to be and it is about controlling those power items when they come on the field. If you were able to do that, chances are you're going to be able to win the match. And, right. you know, a lot of, you know, team call outs, team shooting. I love it. I, I, I'm so taken with this game. I so far have spent like 20 bucks in the store, <laughs> getting the battle pass, getting, uh, getting some nice armor last night. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I, I I totally agree. I think what you mentioned before is exactly what um you know the question always gets asked, right? Like when when games that have been around as long as Halo um continue to be around, um especially games that are competitive and and have things that are are harder to um what's it called are harder to uh, um translate over years and years and years because the way the Halo was designed originally, right, was um was you couldn't run like there was no aiming down sights you know it was a very slow game and that's not the way shooters are played anymore right so they had to figure out a way to like transition themselves from from that to a modern sensibility without feeling another game and i think you said they did that in this like it does like this feels like what halo should probably be in 2021 um because you know it's still one of the things i would you know one of the things I didn't like with the directions that they started going in was like, I don't want, we're talking about Battlefield and their weird loadout system. I don't want to make a loadout in yeah. Halo. You Neither know, I. I want to go in with the battle rifle, right? And with the pistol and pick up the rocket launcher or the sword or the hammer or whatever, um, you know, whatever's there and go and go in and fight. Um, and, you know, put everybody on even playing field right away and then see how people control the map and, and control the zones. Um, and, and so I'm so happy that they decided to, to go that way with this. There's a lot more weapons around, you know, in, in the map than in previous Halos, but it's a great, like, um, it's a great middle, it's a great in-between, because I know, like, I might love, you know, the assault rifle, right? Um, or, or, like, I might love, like, that weird bean gun that shoots out or whatever, you know? Um, and I know that, but I just got to find it on the map and get it. 
you know, and, and then I can use it, you know, but I'm not going to go in with it. And I always love that. Cause like the thing we used to do, like, you know, when, when I used to play with my buddy and we just do like split screen, you know, you know, Halo two is I, we would just do random loadout. Like we'd just be like, okay, like we're, we're just gonna start this game with this gun and do, and we, but we're like, and then we're going to, you know, and then we're going to go. Um, and, and so starting everyone with the same gun, I think is great. Um, you know, the time to kill it, it, it giveth and it taketh away. Right. Because unlike call of duty or battlefield, you can't get to just get the drop on somebody and know you're going to kill them. Right. If you get behind somebody in call of duty, you're like, okay, like they're going to be dead in, you know, half a second. But in, in halo, sometimes if unless somebody else gets involved, sometimes gun battles can go on for 10, 15, 20 seconds. You're yeah. hop, both hopping around like idiots trying to hide behind pillars, trying to let your, 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 you know, your, your, your shields come back. So like it's it, so you really need you if you have a drop on somebody yeah you might have the uh, like initial advantage but if they're better than you you're probably still gonna lose you know so there is a lot of like that going on in the game and um, I I appreciate uh, that about it um, you know I, I think like it's like you said it's been great to play with four people and that's the thing too like not a lot of shooters do four on four anymore you know what I mean. So it's a very small team size, and it means that a lot of times you can get a whole group of people that fill out your entire team. Um, and Halo, like, well, you know, they had Slayer, which is, you know, you know, which is basically their team deathmatch. But there are more objective modes than there than you know than just straight out like let's kill people modes, right? So you have a team where you're talking like there are, there are wins we pulled out in some of our matches that we never would have pulled out if we had been with any randos, honestly. Yeah, you know, I mean, it took like all four of us coordinating to, to win like a couple of like, the capture of the flag matches and stuff like that. And it was really nice because, I mean, we've been playing with this particular group of friends for a long time. And I said, like, wow, that mm. was like a really we've had a, like like you said, a few really satisfying wins. And I was like, yeah, man, that, that one capture the flag one. We were just getting hosed. I think we were down two nothing. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we came back and won that three to two. I was like, how did we do that? And he's like, we've been playing together for like seven years. <laughs> Like, yeah. we just know, like, how to communicate yeah. with each other. And I can't, I just been thinking about the people who, like us, by grew up playing Halo and being with the friends that they played Halo with growing up. Like, it's got to be such a nice return to form for those people to come back and be like, oh, yeah, like, I remember this. Like, this this feels great. Um, yeah. And, and the big team battle stuff, what's nice, too, is, like, if you have more friends to play with, more than just four, it's like, all right, we're going to hop in a party here. We'll just go into the big yeah. team stuff. And the big mm -hmm. team stuff is always going to be a little bit more chaotic. Um, yeah. But luckily for us in our group, we have a few chaos makers, we which do, we do. really yeah. does, you know, enhance the good times to be had. Um, I think the new mode that they have there, I think it's called stockpile where you're grabbing batteries and bringing the batteries back to your yeah. base mm -hmm. is, is, is a good mode. A nice addition there. Um, you know, I know it's early. Um, you know, there's, I think there, there, if they had a few more maps in especially big team battle, it wouldn't be a bad thing because they have a few, they have, I think three maps, but they all feel kind of samey. Um, whereas in the smaller maps, there is a couple that are, have like very distinct flair. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would like to see them add a couple more big team maps as time goes on. I would like to see like, maybe just like, Hey, look, I'm in the mood to play Slayer tonight. Let's play, let's just kill some people. Because as it is yeah, right now, we're jumping in where and it's just like, OK, what are we getting? And it's like, I don't like capture the flag, but we've been getting a lot of it. And it's, so it's like, all right, yeah. if we're getting this, at least let's try and win. And we yeah. have been able to do that.
Yeah, I'm getting used to capture the flag. I also was yeah. it's not it's never traditionally never been a mode that I liked in in Halo or really any other shooter. So like it, it's been but it's been fun because we I've had some we've I've had some really fun matches playing it. So it's been nice to kind of be challenged in that way. I do wish and maybe it's just a function of like it's so early, so they don't want to separate the player base. They want to let the player base grow and yeah. be big enough that it's gonna it's gonna always sustain it. So you're never waiting for a long time when you're trying to choose a mode. But it's weird because Halo has always given you like an intense amount of control over what kind of modes you want to actually load into and not. Yeah. And, you know, you know, it's so it's just weird that they don't give you that option. I'm sure they will. And there's like it's weird because you can click on the modes and you can there's have a custom game with that mode, which you know we're never not gonna do that, but like. It lets you rate the mode, but I, so I'm trying to rate the mode, but it actually ends up rating this every mode on that particular map that I'm rating. So I can't go like, I don't love capture the flag. It's just like, oh, how much do you love this map or not? I also don't know if it has anything to do with like, actually, if it has anything to do with actually like, oh, we'll try to give you not this thing. I don't have no idea. Cody says in chat, it feels so good to love playing Halo again. And that's like, that's exactly what's so cool about it um, is that, you know, I, you know, we, we I, there's never been a, a like a like a bad Halo game, right? But the last two have been they, they have not hit the same way that any of the Bungie ones hit, right? Um, and, and so this is really three four three's first time where I feel like people are just extremely excited, um, who you don't usually see being excited about, you know, about a Halo game, and and that a lot to do with the the making it free to play yeah. making, the, making the multiplayer free to play is going to be huge for them it's going to bring in a whole audience they don't usually get especially on pc and it's you know and it's a gateway to get people into the campaign and stuff like that too so it's um it's picking up the you know the i want to say slack or whatever that battlefield uh or the ball the battlefield drops right battlefield yeah. had its big chance to like come in and make a big impact and be like we're the best shooter of the year you know you'll mm -hmm. be playing us for the next year or whatever and they fumbled it. We'll get into Call of Duty, but like Halo has been like, okay, no problem. Like we'll yeah. jump in here and do this. Uh, that's not to say the game is perfect. We're no. talking about modern sensibilities. Let's talk about the battle pass. It's bad. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, the battle pass <laughs> is terrible. It's not good. Now, granted, yeah. I don't play. I I love looking good. I do love that, but it's not like yeah. I need a, a, a battle pass for Halo to succeed. It's 2021. That's no longer an option. You have to have a battle pass, especially in a free to play game. Yeah. That's where they're going to make their money. Great. Yeah. Uh, the first night we were playing, it, it, it's just strictly completing challenges. Complete this challenge. You get XP. Nothing else got you XP. They've already said that they're looking into that. They've changed it to where one of your daily challenges is play one game. And then once that challenge is over, it's play another game and then play yeah. three games. And so they're already making it so you have some progress. I think I leveled up, you know, one time in the first couple of hours. And then since then, I've leveled up three times. So it's still slow moving. And they say yes. that they're going to make more changes to it to try and, you know, get get moving. Because this battle yeah. pass is also going to be around until May. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, I mean, also time. another thing, right, is the battle passes never expire, but you have to choose what battle pass you're trying to level up. So it's not like, oh, well, when, the, when season, yeah, when season two battle pass comes out, they just stack on top of each other. You have to pick which one to do or whether or not. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is like, it, it's great. Like, you know, the, playing the game feels great. It feels nice. But I would like, you know, eventually it's going to be more like, okay, like, it'd be nice to have like some other sort of like reinforcement, positive reinforcement on why you're playing. Right. Um, other than just, Oh, the feels good. Um, so 
Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, well, they talk uh, about pushing new changes. Cody says they might have pushed one today. Um, I, I know they were talking about like they're definitely looking at like because a lot of people are complaining like, hey, look, a lot of your challenges like if I'm not like great at like certain parts of the game, I'm never gonna level up the battle pass. I could play for 800 hours in the first season and not level the battle pass up, you know, because like because of this way these challenges are laid out. Um, Green makes a point so, in the chat here that I just wanted to bring up because yeah. the questioning of why May, right? Like why that's a that's a long yeah. time away. The game came out like three three weeks early, um, but also yeah. they said that they want to make sure that season two is ready to go, and they want to have their team do it in a healthy and productive way, which makes it seem like they're trying to avoid possibly crunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It, to me, that seems like they're pushing more than just another battle pass with skins out. It might be a big content drop where you're getting new maybe new modes new maps something of uh, along those lines well they've already talked about how forge and campaign and co-op, co-op are coming yeah after launch so my guess would be like that would be like some of the big stuff for season two i hope but one thing i do hope they put in i hope they put in fi- uh what was it firefight is that what the their yes mode was called i i swear to god if firefight was in this yeah. game right now i would be <laughs> very happy because that seems like mm-hmm. it would be a really good time with the way the, the mechanics of this game work i'm definitely yeah. down for far uh for firefight yeah firefight was that that's first in reach right that was where it premiered yeah yeah right was yeah. it reach it was reach okay okay um I, I loved it it was so much fun um it was a heyday for horde modes and there was that and then there was the okay, the, people the people forget that firefight was the first horde mode wasn't it yeah I think so. Like, I think it came out before get, Horde. Or did, <laughs> or did Horde copy Firefighter the other way around? I, I can't remember. I don't remember. ODS, I don't know. Cody says ODST. Oh, it was ODST. I, I was, in my brain, I was like, I remember there being a refinement on Fireteam for Firefight for Reach. and I. But I was like, or, or after Reach. But I was like, I couldn't be, I can't be thinking about it too much. I didn't play, an, it couldn't, I, I four, even if four, I don't think four had it, but um like i didn't play any like multiplayer four so i wouldn't even have i wouldn't have done it odsc that's what that was okay um firefight ruled fire team firefight fire teams in the firefight that's all, it. all all the fires um i feel like firefight was after gears of war it, it very well could have been was was the but was horde mode horde mode was it was it it wasn't in gears one right it was gears two that it came out with right i feel mm, like i feel like I, gears two was where horde mode game I'm miss, missing up my video game history. I think Justin's looking it up. He has a look on his face like he's looking something up. Um, I could totally be wrong. Could totally be wrong about that. Uh, Gears two. Uh, it was Gears two. Okay. Um, I feel like Gears two came out after out, out after ODST. I could be wrong. What are the years that they released? Gears two came out in two thousand eight. Thinking about uh, where I lived in these times. I'm, I'm, this is, ODST came out in 2009. Oh, okay. So they're kind of probably developed pretty concurrently with each other for the most part. Okay, that, yep. ma- that makes sense. Um, all right. So, yeah, Halo's great. We're going to stay in the Microsoft world, Justin. Talk a little bit about uh, Forza Horizon 5, um, which is a game that you and I both have been playing. Um, and... Uh, Another another thing that sort of I think kind of snuck up on us. We have a video up on the YouTube channel right now where we play a couple hours of it, and it was our first, basically our first couple hours with the game. You know, other than like um, the tutorial, 
And if not for Halo, we would have been probably playing it all week. You yeah. know? Um, I do want to get back so, to it, though. Me, me too. I definitely want to play more of it because um, I, I really was loving it. Um, I am not a big car guy. I am not... I have traditionally you know, not... I've generally, you know, enjoyed the Horizon games, but never felt like big pulls to keep playing them. And this was this is the first one that I've really felt like I could just sit here with nobody, like not, on my own, not even with you guys in a party, just play and knock out challenges and drive around and feel like, you know, fulfilled and like it's a game that I want to be playing, you know, both with other people and uh, on my own. How do you feel about it, Justin? It's, you know, I, the Forza games are always something that I've wanted to get into. Uh, they, and that's not to say I haven't tried. You know, I spent a decent amount of time with Forza 3, Horizon 3 and 4. And just, I was playing them by myself. So it's not like I, I mm-hmm. like really took the time to learn exactly how to play them that correctly. You know, I, I, I've said this before, but I would much rather it be like 10% more arcadey than it is. It's just... yeah you know, just over the line for me, just a tiny little bit into simulation, mm-hmm. even though it is much, much less uh, simmy than uh, Forza Motorsport. Yeah. That said, totally. uh, since we've all been together and playing it, it was like one of those things where it's like, all right, let's just, let's just download this and then see what comes of it. Right. And like, if we, we, we play it for a night, we'll at least got to have, you know, I spent a really nice night with some good looking vehicles and a beautiful terrain or whatever. And Man, we really enjoyed when we were making that video. We had a good time. We convinced a couple of friends to download yeah. it. And uh, I've I've been enjoying the hell out of that game. Yeah. And, and not in the way that I think that they would like you to, but I've heard this sentiment before is the racing is my least favorite part of playing Forza Horizon. I right. love <laughs> just driving around in the open world and um, crashing into stuff doing the like the speed trap challenges finding the garages for the cars um and then just you know doing races with you guys it's awesome it, it it's just an awesome yeah. video game it's it's unbelievably good looking it is a good looking yeah. video game uh you know it plays really great on the series x you have you know your choice of performance or fidelity um and um you know, we're we're playing on the performance mode. Even with that, getting that sixty frames a second, it still looks, it still looks yeah. gorgeous. Um, and you know, our game does I'm not s- like Mark's PC. We'll no, it definitely does not we like Mark's Mark PC. One night. <laughs> he was also I had to drive with his keyboard and mouse, which I can't imagine yeah. being a good time at all. But I'm <laughs> I'm kind of shocked on how much fun I was having with it. Um, especially because like racing games aren't my thing. Uh, typically yeah. I like, I, I always want to dip my toes into them, but that's about it. I'm never going to really play a lot, mm-hmm. but just hanging out, shooting the shit and driving around doing skill challenges and stuff like that has been enough for me to just be like, all right, awesome. And then, like the last time we played was probably about a week ago. It was like right before halo, you know, I went out and bought two of the cars that I like, I personally absolutely love. So I got my like you know, our, you know, Volkswagen R and like an old, uh, you know, super STI that like they don't even make anymore, like the hatchback version of that car. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, now I'm going to just do custom. Uh, I'm going to have somebody customize the engine <laughs> of this car. Cause I don't know right. what I'm doing. And it's like, oh, cool. This is much faster and handles much better now. Awesome. Uh, yeah. and yeah, I'm, I, I'm really enjoying it. And so I, I, I want to continue playing it. 
And I, I think speaking to what you were saying before about the races being your least favorite part, I think in part they do kind of know that is the type of player that plays these games because there is a lot of stuff to do on the map, even events that aren't races or even just like things that you can do to rack up points like with a skill chain, stuff like that, that have nothing to do with actually racing your car. You know, so I think they know that that is an option and they do a very good job of like, basically wherever you are, there is like 10 things to do, you know, and you know, you can mark them on the map if you want, but just driving around, you're gonna hit like, hey, start event here. Oh, here's the thing, here's a speed trap. Here's the thing here, do you wanna do this? Do you wanna do that? And I do also really like that, like kind of like story progression thing that they do, like the Horizon Adventures or whatever it is. There's yeah. like four different like areas of the map that have four different like specialized, like here's your street racing, here's your off-road racing, here's whatever. And they have like three, I think three or four like missions in them that will take you to like, you know, take you into the volcano, take you through these ruins, take you, you know, and really take you around the map doing like some like really big, you know, crazy stuff. Um, you know, the game looks like absolutely exceptional. Um, it, it's amazing, you know, what it looks like. Um, you know, I do agree. Like there are times where I'm like, I just want to, when I hit the, when I move the stick, like to the right, I just want it to turn immediately to the right. Like, I don't want like the slow build up or like, you know, feel like my tires are slipping or whatever, or God, I picked the wrong car. And like, when I hit the accelerator, my, my fucking tires just spin out and I just start spinning. Like, why is that happening? I don't know anything about cars. So why is this happening? So, you know, the, the stuff like that, I, you know, of course I wish like it was a little bit more like, you know, burnout or whatever, but, um, it has enough of that silly stuff and it, 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 you can make enough of your own fun that it, it, it really, it's really been like really a treat to play it. Like us doing a little competition on like that ramp on that one, like yeah. air, tarmac or whatever or on that one runway, a lot of fun, you know, I was gonna um, say like, if you want an example of what the game is like when you're playing with a friend or whatever and not doing the racing even though in that video we did a good amount of racing as well it's like you know there was this yeah. giant ramp and we were trying to see who can get the furthest and yeah. uh it wasn't me because i didn't have a great car <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I definitely like and i'm interested like now what they do with like the expansions because they in the past they've done pretty interesting expansions and i just haven't cared because i just haven't been you know invested in the game you know so now i want to see like what are they going to do like are they going to add some bonkers like hot wheels shit again or you know whatever um you know and then they do it wasn't the last convention for four like a lego thing or yeah something? i was honestly and, just thinking that i would like i would love to go back and take a look at that um yeah like the dominator stuff which we like i, I played once without you like it's like their battle royale thing it's just in there there's so many things in the game um, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see more of it. Um, cause it was just, been, it's just been a, a lot of fun to play. Um, and until Halo, it was a thing that where I was like, okay, I have like 20 minutes. Like I'm just going to jump into Forza, you know, and, and knock some stuff out. Um, and Halo Infinite definitely brought that to a screeching halt, at least for the beginning of this week. You know, we'll see how I'm sure as, as like the, you know, the fever wears off for the, you know, for the new and shiny, the, the balance will kind of restore a little bit. But yeah, I it like um on, I like Halo a ton. And in other years I'd be like, I'm just playing Halo. Like that's it. Like it, it's the yeah. thing that's got my attention the most. But there are a couple of other games, you know, and we'll get into some of them, but like this maybe being, you know, first and foremost in that category of like, man, I need to remember that I was really enjoying the hell out of Forza and I want to get back yeah. to it. I want to get back to it. Totally. Tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, all right. Uh, you want to do some more like uh, quick hit stuff, Justin? I know we yeah, want to sure. talk a little bit about the other shooter that we've been playing a little bit. If you want to quickly, quickly talk about that. Uh, so yeah, we, man, we, I mean, we went down the path of picking up our, our target games again. And so we a mistake, ended up, a giant mistake, by the way, we mistake. both agreed. Listen, if anybody here can just remind us next year not to do the target deal and just wait three more weeks for Black Friday stuff, that would be fantastic. Because, um, yeah. you know, in this year, too, there were a couple of games where it was like, I really want to pick this up, but I'm going to wait for the target sale. And if I had probably waited like two or three more weeks, um, mm-hmm. I could have gotten them. I probably about I, it's probably about 20 to 30 bucks I spent extra over. But, yeah. you know, it. But at that, I'm not going to get all, that upset about 30 bucks. Um, no, no, I'm not. It's not look, I'm not. I'm still gonna be able to feed my family. I just like. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's also because like you know like like one of them we're not we haven't even like talked about playing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yet. Which is only gonna keep going down in price over in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um. Uh, so that well, that's one of the things. Well, we will we will dig into Far Cry Six eventually. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah sure. so we like, you know, Call of Duty for me was like a no brainer there. I Because even though it was probably the shooter I was interested in the least out of Battlefield, Halo and mm-hmm. Call of Duty, um, I thought 40 bucks for the brand new Call of Duty game. Like, yeah, like that. To me, that's a no brainer. I, I thought I'd spend like a week or two with it. You know, have my fill, play the campaign and then I'll trade it in for something. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot for me to like a shooter. It really doesn't. I just have to have a good right. time playing it. And you know what? Call of Duty is even the ones that aren't as well received like uh vanguard still a good time the mechanics are still there it is still good mechanics and good shooting and i can have fun with that almost any day of the week and so that's a lot of what call of duty um vanguard is for me right now is you know jumping into a match and just shooting some people and completely mindlessly and having fun doing it and so i am for that reason like i'm you know it's not the best one of these i've ever played uh, but it's certainly not the worst. And, you know, I don't love the World War II um, motif or, or time period. But in a game like Call of Duty, I don't think it matters as much because a lot of the maps aren't like, you know, where I have to worry about shooting guys off in a distance and I can't have like a three time scope on my gun. It, in, right. in Battlefield 5, I had issues with it because it was like I just didn't love the way that game, those guns shot at far distances. In Call of Duty, I don't have to worry about that. So to me, yeah, it almost doesn't really matter if, I, if I'm using guns from current day or, you know, in, in, in the past because, you know, the, the shooting is so good, it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, what I do yeah. like about the game is it has like 20 maps at launch. So it has a lot of maps. It yeah. has a lot of maps. And I think, uh, again, we talk about uh, in Halo, like map design. Most of the map design uh, in that game is pretty good. Like I've enjoyed the matches. Yeah. There are some really cool looking maps and some fun ones to play on. Uh, so, yeah, we've we've been uh, we've been enjoying it. Um, at least I have. Um, I haven't touched the campaign yet i was about to do that the other day and then started playing something else which i'll talk about in a minute um Mm -hmm. but you know i've aside from having to relink all of my accounts which was a nightmare in the last week because (laughs) you know if you ever have a gamer tag if you ever have accounts linked somewhere and then you give that account to your child uh because they just took over it and you buy Mm -hmm. an xbox and start a new account 
it is a hard thing to now get those accounts back, like my Ubisoft account and my Activision mm-hmm. account, my EA account linked to this new one. It took forever. Um, <laughs> Mark makes a point in the chat. I think the requirement of a shooter for Justin is he has to be immediately good at it or it's Garbo. I played hundreds of hours of PUBG and was garbage at it the whole time and continued and to play And you hated it. every moment of it. I didn't hate every moment. <laughs> I only hated the moments where I couldn't hit anything. I love, um, you know, I mean, not that some of it wasn't recorded, but there, Andy can attest there were plenty of nights where it was an uncomfortable situation <laughs> in that party. I also was <laughs> a little hotter than I am now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, it's Call of Duty and like, you know, I, I, a lot of our friends in the chat right now can attest like, you know, jump in, you just shoot at people. It's a good time. You call mm-hmm. in a UAV, you call in some rockets, you all of a sudden are now a man with a flamethrower running around lighting fools on fire. To me, that's yeah. always a good time. And look, am I going to stick with this one for a long time? Probably not. But for me, mm-hmm. I get the enjoyment out of Call of Duty. If I, if, if I play it for a couple of weeks to a month and I have fun with it, that was enough for me. And I really want to yeah. bring up that Champions Hill mode, which we've played a, a little bit of. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool mode. I think it's, it's a it's a if there's one takeaway for me from Vanguard, it's that they came up with a really interesting mode. So this mode is duos or trios. Uh, you have 12 lives between you and your partner. Let's just say, I'm not sure if they increased the count for trios, but because you and I have only played duos, but if Bobby and I are playing, we share 12 lives. And there are how many teams? Is it 10 teams? I think it's like 10 teams. 12. 12 teams? teams. No, 12 lives. 12, 12 lives, lives. I don't know 10 12 teams, teams. Yeah. 8 teams. Maybe, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. So it'll drop you, um, you, you drop it kind of like a circle where um you can see all the other teams and you can run up and make and buy stuff right you could buy you know uh upgrade for your gun you could buy armor you could buy a perk and then it will take you and another team and drop you into um it's it's actually really neat around that circle is a bunch of very small maps and it'll drop you in there for two minutes against another team kill each other and respawn as much as you want in that time frame while also running around and trying to pick up money and whoever you know it's not like you're going to eliminate that other team in the first encounter uh but so that two minutes may end and bobby and i might have eight lives left but we killed the other team six times so they have six lives left it'll then immediately Mm -hmm. load you in against another team and now it's like well how do these people do oh shit they've got nine lives left as you ha- are accumulating that money from killing people and picking up money in the map, you can hit like left on the D-pad or right on the D-pad and you could upgrade your gun. But you may not want to do that too much because eventually if you survive long enough, they're going to throw you back into that circle and you can now buy better guns. What's also neat is sometimes as teams start getting eliminated, there's nobody left for you to fight because you know it's an odd number of teams. Mm-hmm. And so you'll end up back in the circle and now you can walk up the stairs to like the edges of the circle and you can watch the other teams fighting you can't yeah. do anything to really interact with them but you can watch those games play out which is like a kind of neat thing i think it's a mode that needs yeah. to be in like every call of duty moving forward it's like a really neat thing um because there's a bit of strategy it, it to neat. it and yeah. you have to think about what you're doing like in call of duty you're just like ah run out and shoot and here it's like you could do that if you want but you might lose a lot of your lives and this game may be over for you sooner than you think so it's cool yeah, it's an evolution of what they did uh, that uh, was a gunfight. Is that what it was called in Modern Warfare? Yeah, that, like two on two mode. They did. It's like an evolution of that. Basically, it's just like a tournament based version of that. Um, it was a terrible thing for them to put in that first beta 
like for, for the yeah. only thing you could only thing you could play. Um, but it, it is an interesting mode. I um, mean, yeah, I'm having fun with it. You know, um, the amount of Call of Duty we played in the last couple of years, like I've I've figured out like how to just be good enough at it where I, I can enjoy the matches for the most part. Like I, I rarely have like giant stinker matches, which is which is nice. And every once in a while, I can I'll go off. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where like I don't like in two years I will not remember that this game was called Call of Duty Vanguard, and you you know what I mean. It'll just be it's a, it's it's gonna be forgettable, and not because it's bad, but because there's gonna be two more Call of Duty games by the time we get two years from now, and like there, there's just so many of them, and it just kind of it kind of fades into a mush. But it's been fun to play, for, you know, for sure. Um, you know, we are going to speak about, you know, just for people listening, we are going to speak about the, like, the Activision stuff in a little bit. So we're not just, like, glossing over, like, hey, we're going to talk about the shooty game, and not, we don't give a shit about yeah. the other stuff that's going on. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, Mark, I do remember when you played Call of Duty. It was a fun time. It was, it was a fun time. fun to time. play Call of Duty with you. Um, um, I think one of the things that we've noticed or we've taken account of since we've been playing Call of Duty is... Um, the Xbox for how much I've I've all of a sudden become just like an Xbox player and yeah. have been wrapped up in that ecosystem is there are a couple of things that the PlayStation just does better or not even mm. better. I'll say just has um, them. It has them. <laughs> Share play is a thing yeah. that you don't really think about. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, this is a neat thing to have without realizing how much you're actually using it. So yeah. what will happen is like, you know, sometimes like we have our group of friends here. Right. And like. You know, they don't own Call of Duty. They're like, I'm not interested in it. And I don't really feel like playing anything tonight, but I'll jump yeah. into a party and, and chat with you guys. But I would love to watch someone's gameplay. Shareplay, yeah. Sony thought of that with Shareplay and they like mm -hmm. they made it so. Xbox doesn't have that. So no. you and I are the only ones that have Call of Duty. And like we have friends who will jump in and be like, oh, like, I, can you? Sh oh, wait, no, you can't share your gameplay. So you've now been running twitch streams from yep. your old personal account with yeah just for them to watch but like uh -huh. you have no volume like so if people have been wondering why bobby's been streaming with <laughs> no no talking over no no yeah. uh no voices just strict yeah. gameplay it is solely for that reason i will say from going I've, i have not ever streamed off uh, directly on the xbox one but uh, xbox uh, series x sorry before um the 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 interface gives you a crazy amount of control over what you're sending through Twitch. So you can control your bitrate. You can control like the balance of volume between your gameplay, your mic, and your and your party chat. Um, as well as like you can plug in a USB camera and put your USB camera wherever you want. Like it's like very, it's like it's very detailed, which I just like would not have expected. You know what I mean? Um, obviously we're not using any of that because I'm just really doing it as a share play, but unlike share play, which is like pretty much like instantaneous, like no latency, like it's like a Twitch stream. So it's like, there's a couple of seconds. So I'll be like, Oh fuck. And, and you'll be like, Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then I'll hear Andy laugh at like what, at what happened to me. Like when, 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 when we're playing, when I'm playing a game, it's the other thing so. that I always find funny when you do something really rad. And then like yeah. 10 seconds later, our friends catch up and they're like, Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that's always my favorite yeah it's good it's good um so yeah i mean it, it's been fun to play it um i think the thing that you played instead of the campaign was unpacking justin is that no what it was? i i oh. uh, i didn't i i didn't the unpacking wasn't what i thought of but i did play I, and finish unpacking as you did i did as well i did i did as well delightful um, fucking video game <laughs> game's great it's like three hours long 
like delightful i'll tell people right now if you were worried that maybe it's gonna get like super like sad or like indie game sad at the end it does not it's not like the last unpacking isn't like your kids packing up like your effects after you die or whatever it's very much just like oh like it's just this person it starts when they're you know i'm guessing they're probably like like eight, nine ten eight, something nine, like that. ten something like that like pre-teenager but getting into an age where they like have you know they have enough stuff and they control some of like their environment moving into a room getting their own room then like going off to college and then their first like house and then moving in with somebody else and moving in with you know their own place and whatever it's it's just um really 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 good um really great pixel art stuff like pixel art of like you know um one of the things Gruen brings up in in the chat um you know, uh, did you put the GameCube in the kitchen? They, the, the the girl has a GameCube in, that you're unpacking in the game. Um, and apparently some younger people have been putting it in the kitchen because they thought it was like a toaster or something, which is hilarious. But the thing I like, really like about it is that it does manage to tell sort of a story, like uh, uh, just to the stuff that you're unpacking this person. So like, you know, you, you, you start out and you're like, oh, like they have this cute little like, you know, toy or whatever. And then that toy like follows them through like their years of growing up. And they just, you're always putting your, every time you unpack that box, that's like one of those rooms, there's that little, there's that little toy and you got to find a place to put it, you know? It, um, it also does environmental storytelling really well. Yeah. Like as you're unpacking, you're like, huh, like you're noticing things, right? Yeah. And the things that you're noticing will you know, give you insight onto, okay, well, wh where's the next place I moved? And then you see, and you're like, oh yeah, that makes a bunch of sense now. Like, yeah. you know, you know, I listened to another podcast where they explicitly just like laid this out, but like it, the game does a really good job of, like you said, telling a story with no storytelling whatsoever. Yeah. It's just for you to infer on your own. And it does a really good job of doing that for you. There's one thing, there's one place that you unpack stuff in um, that obviously seems like, oh, they're moving in with somebody, you know, and you're unpacking their stuff. And I was like, this relationship's not going to work out <laughs> like the these these sensibilities do not jive. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm thinking it as I'm playing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like this person didn't even make room for my shit in this room. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, like that, like that kind of feeling while I'm unpacking this other person's stuff. You know, so it's really, it's really, and you see them like through technology and, and stuff and you see the change and you always have to kind of set up their desk in, in many ways. And like, you know, it's like, oh, I, in this place, I got to figure out how to put all of this like graphic, obviously like a designer or an artist or something. So like, I got to figure out how to put this stuff in this like small little cube space. And then as you get into other spaces, there's more room and it's just, you know, they're like, it's just really delightful, really fun. The music is really nice and it's just, it's good vibes. The so sound. Take you sitting probably. The sound of the Very boxes uh, disappearing. Oh, yeah is yes i mean we could we could have a pod uh a category at the end of the year of best video game sound of the year yes. i think the capture point in halo when you take a capture point um the sound of the boxes is appearing one of the sounds in returnal they're all very good sounds but that box is appearing one might be tops for me i don't know like the, the the sound that it makes when the guy in inscription talks to you it's also but, really fucking good <laughs> it's really good also all the card sounds that happen in inscription should just well, everything, about just, everything about inscription <laughs> wins best sound of the year which we were gonna just tonight we're a little time at the end of the show we're gonna do a little spoiler talk at the very end of the show but about that because justin finished inscription um I did. uh he also finished guardians of the galaxy which i also finished since the last time we podcast i was close to finishing it the last time we podcasted i have also finished it 
Um, one wonderful game, like great game. Um, combat is good enough to not be ever. I doesn't. I never felt like frustrated or bored with it. But I also was never like this is amazing, you know. So like, but but it was it was good enough to get me between, get me through to all the story and character stuff, which is immaculate. Like. Uh insomniac spider-man level of like good storytelling Agreed. in in this game so yeah i think the combat actually instead of getting more monotonous as the game goes on it gets better it got i i found that it, it got better, better because yeah, so like, of the extra uh, the extra abilities that you get yeah so at the end i'm just like basically cycling every character's mm -hmm. abilities and finding the right ways that they they get together it does get a little bit too combat heavy at the end so yeah. I could tell I was very close to the ends because I was like, man, there because you had told me that, that fact that it, it, get yeah. ready for a lot of combat. And I was like, I'm, I am in the th I have to be right here at the end because I'm in the thick yeah. of it right now. Um, yeah. I have to say one thing about that game. It is a, like a sneaky contender for best looking game of the year. It's a great looking game. It's a yeah. great looking game. I think it maybe has the best facial animation I've seen in any any video game ever. Like I can't really? remember. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can't remember another video game where the you actually feel the character's emotion in their face like the yeah. the mocap it's like they, naughty it's almost like naughty dog level of facial animation and subtlety are, going on there are parts where i think it may surpass naughty dog it might yeah but i'm saying it's on that level yeah of, it's it's in that stratosphere yeah. where yeah, for you sure. look at it and you're like video games like other video games don't look this good yeah. Um, and uh, they do lots of stuff where it's just like you're, you know, out in space and seeing like ridiculous stuff like celestial heads floating around and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, and I, I think I had talked about this the last time I, I mentioned that I was playing it. It's the best depiction probably of these characters ever, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I, yeah. especially the Gamora stuff and the rocket yeah. stuff. Um, the Drax stuff is also great. Is also great, but also, you yeah. know, Groot, you know, in the movies, he just says, I am Groot. But you really get a sense of what he's saying in this mm -hmm. game. He'll like there'll be sadness when he says it. He is laughing when he says it. Mm -hmm. So you like, you know, without knowing exactly what he's saying, you infer what he's saying. Whereas in the movies or the comics, it's just like, I am Groot. Yeah. I am Groot. And you were really you're relying on Rocket or uh, somebody else to really kind of like give you the context of, yeah. of what of what he's saying. Yeah. Uh I Probably the biggest surprise of the year for me is Guardians. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I really, really liked it. Yeah, there was a point like, and I texted you about this point, but there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's a, all the characters have like these like big revelation moments where you learn like stuff about them, right? About their backstory or about why they are the way they are, or what they're doing, or what like their thing is. Because this game has a focus on like basically like you know the possibility to like reverse your greatest mistake. There's like a lot of that like idea in, you know, in this, in the story of this game and the Gamora one happens like very late, right? Like almost near the very end of the game. And I literally was like, I was like, is a fucking thing about Gamora at the end of this Guardians of the Galaxy game going to make me cry because I started to get like emotional near the end, uh, you know, when she was doing her thing. You know, um, and it, it was, I was really surprised. You know, I was like, okay, this is good. It's funny. Like, you know, it, it's really well written. And then it just kept getting better, you know, and, you know, these characters never shut up. <laughs> like they never stop talking. And there are definitely times where like stuff loops a little bit. And I'm like, during, especially during combat. And I'm like, guys, yeah. we, you can just cut those, cut those lines out of the game. 
But anytime they're saying anything unique or specific, like it's all great. And all the side characters that come in, like, you know, like Mantis is, you know, comes in and she's in the trailer. She's great. You know, like, uh, character of the year, Cosmo, the dog, like is, is in it as well. Um, it's just also, if you're a fan of Marvel stuff, if you're a fan of just good storytelling and games, like it is, it is exceptional yeah. and it's so nice because you and I both love, um, Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, right? Um, uh, that's right. That's the one that you played or is it Human Revolution? Which one? I don't, I never, which one's first, which one's second. I can't remember. I think Mankind Divided is the one that you played. Yeah. This is the second one. Yeah. That was on PS4, um, and Xbox one. Um, this is that team, right? Doing it. And it's just nice to see them. You know, doing another game that that like that is being so well received, and and they're not just like the support fill-in studio like they were on like the Tomb Raider game or on Avengers. Like they they're able actually doing a thing. Um, yeah, please like so, go. Yeah, if you like comic books and stuff, go pick up Guardians. Like help yeah. help this team make another one of these because I would really like to see a sequel to this game. Yeah, this isn't like a huh. It's good in spite of itself thing. It's just really great. Yeah, like it, you know. If, if this was a game that had been put out, you know, um, by Microsoft or by Sony, it would sell, you know, 15 million copies and be like on everybody's game of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how good it is. So like, it, it, do not sleep on it. And I would say, like, of course, like if you want, if you, if you don't want to spend full price on a game, I totally understand that because you know, there's a ton of games to play and people need to save money. I think it is on sale for like thirty dollars. It's like for, it's gonna be twenty five. It's gonna be twenty five bucks yeah. at, um, uh, or thirty bucks Black Friday at some places. So, yeah, yeah, please. yeah, yeah. Go pick yeah. this game up and and just experience this goodness for yourself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I finished it and I'm a person who like likes to move through games. Like I was like, I would like I, I'd be fine playing another ten hours of this game. You know what I mean? Like it, it, for the for the story stuff. So um, I hope they get to make another one. Like you said, uh, what was the game? Oh, what other games, Justin? Have you been playing? What uh, game right. stopped you from playing Call of Duty? Riders Republic. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Which is what I was playing um, when you were talking about Forza having like the twenty minutes to jump in and do something. Mm -hmm. I've been spending those twenty minutes uh, playing Riders Republic, uh, a game which is to me the the long awaited sequel to Amped Three, the video game for the <laughs> Xbox Three Sixty. Um, it's something, man. All right, so let, let's just get this out of the way. It, the game is fucking obnoxious it, it, with all that like obnoxious. extreme sports in your face. You kind of just got to put that to the side. If you're able to put yeah. that to the side, there is a really cool game there. And like granted, that's just all like whatever. That's like it, like, oh, you finished a race and it's one of like the big races, right? Where it's like going to open up another part of the mountain for you to go to. There'll be some like just obnoxious person talking to you at the end who will say like, I've got a something with the munchies or just like everything's <laughs> got a rhyme. I can't remember. It was uh, just, it was just a ridiculous thing that I wanted to write down and share with you. And I, I couldn't remember what it was. Throw that out the window. Look, I, I'm just telling you, you just got to whatever, mute it, leave it by, leave it by itself. The actual bones of the game are really good. It's like the it's like when we were playing steep and I was just like, I like this, but I wish it was like 10 percent crazier. Um, mm -hmm. This is that game. Right. So you have the ability to, you know, you're, you're you know, you're building a character to go down and do all these extreme sports. So you have snowboarding, skiing, uh, uh, BMX, um, wingsuit rocket suit and then other just like ridiculous challenges were on you're on these like crazy vehicles riding around and 
You could play that mostly either with solo or with a friend, right? Or with friends. If you have friends, you could challenge them all to a race together. And you will be able to like get XP for doing that. Or you could do it solo and you could get um, more XP and stars uh, by yourself where it'll tell you like score 20,000 points on on a single trick or complete this without falling. All that's great. And it's like it's literally my kryptonite because I will spend (laughs) hours on one race being like, I know I could do this a little bit better. I, if I just do it for the 98th time, I think I can get this grind into this trick back into a grind and then do a triple backflip and land. And sometimes it works and sometimes I'm like, I really need to move on and see something else because it's not <laughs> happening for me. But that was me in Amps, right? That was like how I played that game. And I think it's just like they literally have a mode where you're not online at all. It's called Zen mode. And I find that describes the game perfectly. Mm hmm. We're just playing by yourself. And what the game does really not, like cool is the world is there for you to explore. So you have this rocket suit, which is just like a jetpack, And you could just jump up in the air and fly in a moment's right. notice. And then there are just like not races, but challenge things for you to do in the world. It's like if you land here, it's like I'm going if you hit accept this challenge, you will go down the mountain. It's just get down the mountain in this amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm finding all that stuff to be really cool. There's like visit this area and like this is a um a, a monument or like a what's the word I'm looking for here like a just like a, a place to visit where it's a it's like a like kind of, not like a national park, Bobby. What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, where it just you land somewhere really pretty and you hit the A button and it like spans. Oh, it's, is is it is it landmark? It's a landmark. That's the fucking word I'm looking for here. It's a landmark. <laughs> I literally could not think of the word there. Um, and you'll just get XP for doing that. And then every now and again, they'll be like, do you guys want to do a big race together? And it will grab every available player in the map, which I think is like 64, even though there are like mm-hmm. about a thousand AI characters in the map with <laughs> yes. them. Um, yes. And you will all get together to do a race. And sometimes those mm-hmm. races are like these insane sitting to you're sitting on a tricycle with a rocket pack on the back or. Yeah. You are BMXing and then you hit a certain threshold and now you're using a wingsuit and now you're snowboarding and you'll do three of those in a row, like three heats in a row. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, everybody, everybody gets XP. You don't, it's like you don't get XP even for not finishing, but the the guy who comes in first and second and so on will get more. So it's just like in, in the way that Forza is like, you know, the... The races are like the least my least favorite part about that game. The races in this game are like same type of thing. Like I'm just enjoying riding around on like a BMX or with a snowboard and seeing how many tricks I can pull off in a certain amount of time. And mm-hmm. um, I'm you know, it's one of those games where it's like, you know, it's not going to win game of the year for me. But when I have an, a free half hour, it's like, let me jump in and like play a couple more matches and, uh, yeah. you know, couple, do a couple more trick stunts and see what I can get. And now it's like, okay, cool. Now I've unlocked a new faster BMX or a a new faster Mm -hmm. snowboard or skis. And uh, yeah, I've been having a good time with it. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Um, All right. So I think that's it for the games, Justin. It only took us 90 minutes to get through them. Yes, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get, let's get like the, the serious shit out of the way first. Then we'll talk about the game awards and then we'll do our last questions and we'll get out of here. Um, so, uh, 
this motherfucker up here. I can't even do it right this way over here. If you're watching on the video, um, Bobby Kotick from Activision, the Activision CEO. As of this, as of this recording, still the Activision CEO. It's crazy. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see if it that holds up. Um, a, a report from the Wall Street Journal came out this week, um, revealing that Bobby Kotick uh, knew. Uh, definitely, there's proof that he knew about the years of sexual misconduct allegations um, that have been going on at the company. Um, in fact, and has really been like been the one, even though he sort of like tried to keep, take his name off this stuff, been the one sort of pressing like uh, some of the more anti, I guess, uh, anti-employee messaging that's come out and the sort of very confrontational messaging come out. That, that, mess, that, that email that got sent around by that former Bush lawyer, everyone thought was very unhinged. Apparently he wrote it. Um, it, w- it went through him. Um, there... It, I think the guy whose name is Dan Bunting, who was is, was the head of Treyarch, uh, who recently got fired. Um, finally, there was a uh, there is accusation of sexual assault against him that uh, that the comp- internal company like review basically recommended that he was going to be fired, and Kotick saved him from being fired. There's reports of Kotick himself, you know, um, sexually harassing or uh, you know. Um, uh, uh, employees at at Activision himself. Um, there has been uh, reports now. Both both Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer, Jim Ryan head of PlayStation, Phil Spencer Phil Spencer head of Xbox, two rather important partners to Activision, uh, have come out and basically decried um, Kotick's involvement. And without saying so, or basically say. Um, we're reviewing our relationship with Activision at the moment. I, didn't which, Phil Spencer just come out and say that? <laughs> he No, they both kind of said that. Okay. Um, but I'm saying, like, not saying... These are both internal internal emails, by the way, that, that went out. These were not these were not external quotes that were given to, to press from either Jim Ryan or, or Phil Spencer. They were shared with the press um, from people inside both companies. Um, but, you know, in no uncertain terms, those are, you know, corporate speak for th- th- threatening to, you know, either sever or, or, or really scale back relationships. And that would destroy, right. That would destroy Activision. So it, I, I think it is their way of putting pressure on Activision to make a move. Um, we've had members of the board come out and cry uh, and ask for his resignation, as well as two other members of the board who were named in this story, um, were, were, are being asked to resign. Um, there's another story came out that Jen O'Neill, who was, you know, a couple months ago when J. Allen Bracht was fired from Blizzard, her and Mikey Ibarra were instituted as heads of Blizzard. And um, because of, uh, you know, the allegations against Blizzard and unequal pay and mistreatment of women, and then proceeded to pay Jen O'Neill less money than Mikey Ibarra to do exactly the same job. It's... I, I don't want to make... <laughs> I don't want to make light of this, but it's almost it's, comical yeah. how... It, <laughs> It's like, don't put your hand in the cookie jar. And then I turn yeah. around and you've got both hands in the cookie jar. It, yeah. Like, it's how, how it's almost like they wanted they, they, they want the whole thing to burn. Like, I can't think of anything else. Like you are in the midst of sexual harassment uh, lawsuits. Uh, the, the state of California is looking into what's going on and your mistreatment mm-hmm. of employees 
there is an outcry for uh, the the pay wage gap to, you know, uh, to be closed. And you're like, I know yeah. what we're going to do. You know, we'll get two heads of a company instead of just one. One of them will be a woman. That'll that'll calm them down. We don't have to pay her yeah. as much, though. You yeah. learned nothing. Yeah. You light the whole fucking place asked, on fire. The, there is there is documentation of her, you know, speaking up about this and then basically, you know, just shooting her down. Um, uh, as well as a history throughout time of the company of uh, of, of her um, dealing with with you know inappropriate behavior at work. Um, you know it. The, I think when the Blizzard news started coming out, we we all expected you know more and more stuff to come out. There was no way that the Activision side of it wasn't involved in it. There just was no way. Obviously, obviously, we're seeing that that's not that 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 is the case here. Um, you know, it, w w what we now know is that the rot in the company goes all all the way through. Right, that that it, it is a it is a play, and I'm sure, and people have said this. You know, who have you know, more intimate knowledge of situations across the industry have said Activision is terrible. This is not the only place in which this stuff happens. It happens nearly every, at a lot of major companies. Um, we've heard the stories coming out of Ubisoft as well, right? So we know, right, that, the, that this stuff, you know, permeates the industry in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, and it, it I mean, I, I cannot imagine that Bobby Kotick is still the CEO of Activision, you know, come... A, a week or two from now, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like Activision is waiting because they are trying to figure out a way to fire him and, and there not be a story where they fired him and then also paid him like $200 million to, to leave, you know? So I, I you know, I, I don't think Activision wants that story. Um, but bigger than that, you know, and, and fuck Bobby Kotick and whatever, you know, I don't give a shit about him, you know, a, a big, bigger than that is that, you know, a thousand Activision Blizzard employees walked out um th this week to protest things after the story you know came out um the if this doesn't start changing things and the way things are done th there's nothing that's going to no. because it is you know one of the you know one of the three or four biggest companies in video games you know there's proof there's written proof of all this stuff going down um and it has now shown a light across to every and other industries, because you, you see other now industries, other unions, other creative union unions and agencies getting involved and speaking about it and, and speaking about support of Activision walkouts and stuff like that. Um, so there, there, it's it's all over the place. But the amount of stuff that's come out this week has been dizzying Dam and damning. Like yes, as if there wasn't enough damning things going on there. The, the stuff that came out this week was just horrific. Like to, almost to another level, I will say. Um, yeah. Where you, you, you know, you have to burn the house. Like not like yeah. almost nothing can survive there right now. Um, yeah. And it's awful, just awful. Yeah. Um, Chris Plant uh, for a Polygon wrote an editorial calling you know you know calling for his resigna resignation, calling for Cox's resignation. Um, you know, and the thing is, is like. The hope, though, the thing that has to happen is Kata can't just be, you know, axed and then Activision sweep everything else under the rug. I think that's also the fear, right? That they'll they'll use Kata as, you know, you know as guilty guy. as he probably is of all this. They'll, they'll be like, oh, he's gone now. So now, you know, we're going to be able to like, you know, everything will be fine. 
you know, and, and that's obviously not the case. There, there's rot all over the company. So it needs to be expressed and, and rooted out. I mean, this means, right, that you're not, you're probably not going to see any of that other, that the, the, the that one lawsuit settled, the California lawsuit, well, I, I can't imagine in a world in which that happens now. Um, you know, it, it's going to keep, it's going to keep going and hopefully it reverberates change throughout the industry. The, the main thing I like, that I feel when I read these stories is I just feel like incredible sadness for the people who have had to endure this shit in basic silence um you know for years and years and years and years probably being told from multiple people to shut up or that they're overreacting you know or that you know they better stop or they're going to lose their jobs and you know i hope some of this can be vindication for them but none of that makes up for what they actually had to go through no um and it's just it's absolutely terrible um and you know um, i hope that um you know, for the sake of everyone that this stuff starts to change or it starts, when it does happen, it is much faster in the public eye. Cause we're, we're, we're finding out about things that happened, you know, a decade ago, you know, um, you know, when things like when black, I think it was black ops three, when like this, whatever, when this, this accusation first came out about the guy from Treyarch, it's like, that, that is too long of a time for, for this, stuff, for this stuff to get unnoticed. It's, it's extremely terrible. Um, and like, you know, I, I know some people may be thinking like, you guys talked about call of duty before and now you're talking about this and like, you know, is that hypocritical? And, you know, I think like, if you think it's hypocritical, you, you might not be wrong, but I would say that I think that like, you know, these developers themselves have said, right. That like not buying the stuff that they worked on isn't necessarily the answer, right. To, to changing things over there, because a lot of times you're, you end up hurting the people who, you know, who, who work on the games and whose livelihood, you know, depends on the, the game selling and then getting their bonuses, you know? It's like, it's in the same way, it's, I kind of equate it to like, Jeff Bezos sucks. He really does. But mm -hmm. I, you know, it, it, ignoring Amazon and not buying anything off Amazon isn't going to like make a dent in this man's pocket. Um, yeah. It's only in the end, like, great. Now I can't get the things that I need fast enough because Amazon owns half the planet. And also it, it means like, oh, that their quarterly earnings went down by 2%. They're going to lay off 45,000 yeah. people. If there's anything you know, so, we know about video game companies, it's they absolutely have no problem being like, your game didn't sell. You're all out of jobs now. And now yeah, granted, exactly. is that going to happen to a Call of Duty team? Mm, probably not to like, it's, probably not to Infinity Ward or to no, Treyarch. Treyarch. But no. Sledgehammer? Mm, yes. Sledgehammer could go. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, in, it, it's like, it's a delicate line to walk, right? Like, yeah. obviously you don't want to support any of this shit, but yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to punish the people that are making the games. So it's kind of like a damned if you do damned, if you don't situation. Yeah. And I, and I think too, like, I, I think if you, if you, if your stance is, I'm never buying their activation product again until this stuff gets cleared up. I, I think that stance is noble. And I think it is, it, it is, it is. It's not you wrong. doing what you it's not wrong for sure. Not. Um, and, and I think. I it, it makes me sick, like the, the, the whole situation. And. I, I just want to see all of them, all of them go down. And, you know, this is the thing we talked about this before. We talked about the initial accusation when it came out and the initial lawsuit and everything that, that happened. The, 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 these people who work in these companies need to have protection. They need to have unions. They need to be able to go to somebody and say, that doesn't work for Activision and say, this happened to me. I need something to be done about it. That's the only thing that's ever going to solve th th this problem. Because yeah. at the end of the day, these companies, all they're about in the end is making money is their bottom line is keeping shareholders happy. 
So if, if anything, what you're going to do is going to, is going to change that you, you, what you're, what you say is going to somehow get squashed down. Um, so the story is going to keep developing. I can't imagine it's the last thing we're going to hear about it. Um, if the next time we sit down and record a podcast, Bobby Kotick is still the CEO of Activision. I will be extremely shocked. Yeah, same. I, I just can't imagine that that is going to be the case. Um, so, yeah, fucking sucks. Let's talk about something a little less, a little less serious. How do you feel about that, Justin? All right, let's do it. Let's talk about the Game Awards. The nominees, the nominees I, happened. I thought you wanted to talk about something a little, like more calming and not anger inducing and rage inducing um do you, yeah, do you feel rage about the game awards Justin? no because it's a fucking stupid game show who gives a shit <laughs> apparently lots of people apparently lots of people do care um which i think is why people on um, both sides of the aisle like caring too much and then you know uh, being like, we don't need this in our lives. Like we've advanced yeah. past the need for this. It's like, okay, you calm down too. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a thing for us to like. Like, yeah, those of us who like video games like this because you know what? We find out about more video games, and also yeah. we get to see which one of our games wins Game of the Year. Spoilers: yeah. it's whichever one has the highest budget. Yeah, it's also fun just to be like, I love video games. Here's an entire night that's just about talking about video games. Yeah. People also love video games. It's the same reason why I am a, I, I've watched the Oscars every single year since I was probably 10 years old. They are obviously a ton of bullshit, but I love a night where everybody's just talking about fucking movies like that. I just, I love that shit. So that's why I like them. So we're going to go over some of the categories here. We'll talk about them. You know, I don't, I'm not going to go over all of them because the esports stuff, you and I just have no idea. So we're just going to sound like fucking idiots if we talk about any of the esports stuff. Um, most, most anticipated game is the worst category that's ever existed. We're not going to go over that one either. Oh, I wanted um, to go over that one. I don't even know what's in there. Okay, I'm going to guess, we'll, 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 guess Elden Ring is in there. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. Elden Ring will win this category. Will win this category. You th over you think the sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? Yes, I do. Or over the PlayStation fanboys voting for one of these two games? Yeah, didn't uh didn't Elden Ring uh, didn't Sekiro win game of the year? Yes, but year this, is, this is purely voted on by fans. Yeah, I, I mean, there are a lot of Souls fans out there. It's either Zelda or Elden Ring. Okay. I mean there are also a lot of Bethesda fans out there, but Yeah, but that's not the next Elder um, Scrolls game. Yeah. Um by the way, I enjoy that you were basically were saying Elden Wing every time you tried to say Elden Ring. Elden um, Ring with an R. <laughs> Elden Wing. Um, best debut indie. What do we got? The Artful Escape. The Artful Escape. The Forgotten City. Kenna. Bridge of Spirits. Sable and Valheim. Um, I've been mean to play uh, the Artful yeah, Escape. It's in my it's, Game Pass library. It's on my library as well. Forgotten um, City rules. I have mixed thoughts about Kenna. It's a good Sable debut I though. I haven't gotten into. Like these, yeah. these are, I, I actually like this category. Your yeah. bet, your, yeah, your yeah. first entry as a, you know, a, a debut game and it's yeah. a good list. It is uh, definitely a good list. Um, let's see here. I don't like that. It makes me go do this every time. Um, uh, let's see. Um, we're going to skip content creator of the year. Cause we're going to win that one. Justin. We're going to win. So we're going to win that one. Um, if there's anything, anybody commenting anything on chat, you have to let me know because I can't look at chat right now because I'm looking this, at chat. The, 
the window that is going to show chat would be the, is what I'm showing right now. Best multiplayer. We got Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. Um, the only one of these games I put significant time into is It Takes Two, and that game is rad. It is pretty um, great. There's that. Okay, I can do that. Okay. What's best? Best sports and, and racing. What? Wait, oh, okay. They always combine the two. Best sports and yeah. racing. All right. Forza's going to run FIFA, away with this. FIFA, F1, Forza, Hot Wheels, and Riders Republic. I, 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 I'm telling you, on Black Friday, I'm looking for Hot Wheels. I'm, me too. Um, um, is it best story? Is there a best story category? It is. Wait, that's the let's higher up, though. Um, best sim strategy, Justin's favorite category. Mm-hmm. Inscriptions in this list, though. What? Okay. I mean, it's a card game, so I think it is a card game. It fills out the fills out the strategy part of it. Um, it's it's a wild place for it to exist, though. Is there best family? <laughs> it takes two. Is in here, right? Yes, it's not a family game. It's it not, a family, not game. a family game. It is no. not a family game whatsoever. Your child will ask you very uncomfortable questions if you play It Takes Two with them. Um, Mario including Party things Superstars. like why is, why are these parents trying to make their child cry? No, no. Um. Mario Party, obviously, Pokemon, Snap, Super Mario 3 World, Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare get it together. Interesting. No, notice the, the the synergy between every every person in this category except for the it takes two. Yeah. Some, they all have something in common. <laughs> um, best fighting. I don't care about this at all, but Demon Slayer, uh, Kimetsu no Yaba, the Hinokani Chronicles. Surprised you haven't watched Demon Slayer, Justin. That's an anime. It's a very popular anime. You're an mm. anime boy. I am an anime boy. With my uh, three Guilty animes. Gear... Yeah, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood type Lumina. Man, f- fighting games have wild names sometimes. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and Virtua Fighter 5. Um, let's see. Best role playing. Here's one of the here's one of the categories people are taking with that Cyberpunk 2077 is included in this best role playing category. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus. Shin Megami Tensei 5 and Tales of Arise. Um, also, Cyberpunk is very much the odd man out with the other four games that are on this list. Um, wild. That's it, it is wild. Best action adventure. Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village being in this category is kind of wild to me. It's an um, action game. It, it is. And it is kind of an adventure game, too. It's It's just that, like, it, like the horror aspect of it like overrides that in my brain or whatever you know Alejandro asked a um, question from chat asking what's the cutoff date for these noms is it a, I, the answer I, is I don't I know thought it was it's like November sometime November it, it, 11th we or are something November, like that um yeah check what I check it's 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 I think it is November or late October um I'm gonna check uh this is a good category and that's some of my favorite literally these first three games on this list are three of my favorite games of the year so good list i'm not good looking list. at I'll, it I'll yet take it. um but i'm looking no i'm uh, saying like the the guardians metroid dread and second two. Oh yeah the first three games on this and the third of my favorite games of the year um november 19th okay games eligible for the game awards this year must be available for public consumption on or before november 19th Okay, so that's the release date. So people, because the press votes on it, so they could. They, so they, that's, that explains why Forza made it on some of the lists, uh, because it it was out before that cutoff, obviously. Um, see, but best action adventure, best action game. It's a little bit of a weird distinction, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Like, Deathloop could have been on the other list. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a weird, it is a distinction, weird distinction between those two. It, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. Also, Far Cry 6, it's, it's weird. Best AR, VR, I'm just interested to see. I didn't think I thought this. Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Resident Evil 4, Sniper Elite VR. I do want to play that Resident Evil um, VR game. Oh, Innovation and Accessibility. Um, I hear Far, Far Cry Cry's, 6. Uh, accessibility it, options, a lot of options are really good. Forza Horizon 5 has a lot. Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. It does a, the Southern Guardians is very interesting because you can like tweak like like stickiness of aim and all this. It has gives you very granular control. Ratchet and Clank. The Veil Shadow of the Crown. Um, I don't know what the Veil Shadow of the Crown is. That's not the one that was all like text-based, right? I can't. I there, there was one that I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, best community support. This is basically best ongoing game. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 15, 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. It's a good category. Which I feel like we're the, I feel same, like we're the ones same nominees last year. this last year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, best mobile game, Phantasian, Genshin Impact, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel, Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. I didn't play any of those games. Um, so best indie. Here we go. 12 minutes. Probably not a great one, but continue. Death's Door. Good game. Excellent video game. Inscription. Very good video game. Kenna Bridge of Spirits. I know it is an indie game because it's about indie public, but it had a lot of Sony support behind it. Yeah, I know. Um, it just feels like this slot could have gone somewhere else, but it's fine. It is an indie game. It's a, and Loop Hero, which is coming to Switch very soon. So I might actually play it um i was gonna wait to play it on the steam deck but that's story we didn't talk about that got delayed by a couple of months um of that um best in, it's like a good like i feel like last year's was stronger or there have been there's been stronger years for the best indie category just like in, in the nominees they picked and it's weird because it's been such a like a wild year like for indies and a, and a great year for them they also have best on, so weird now that here's best ongoing game what Which was the other category best, called? Best community support. <sighs> I was wondering. Apex like, right. Okay, continue. Apex, Apex Legends, Legends, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, Call of Duty Warzone. Weird. Very Extremely. weird. Uh, games for Impact, um, Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, True Colors, and No Longer Home. These are... The description of this is for a thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning or message. Um, I, um, oh, I started. I definitely, I started playing Chicory. I haven't played enough of it to really talk about it, but I started playing it. I have also started that game. Um, I can talk about it once once I play a little more of it. Best performance: Erica Mori as Alex Chen. She was very good. Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn. Maggie Robertson as Lady. Uh, Dimitrescu. Dim Dimitrescu and o Oazoma Akaga as Juliana Blake. Give me so one two of from De Deathloop. Yeah, give me one of the Deathloop guys. So think like, come on, like, I know he's famous, but come on. We haven't seen it. I mean, maybe it's a really good performance. We haven't seen it yet. Mm, I'm sure there are better performances. No, I'm not going to argue. I'll just say that. Um, best audio design, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, 
Resident Evil Village and Returnal. This is one of those things where it's just like, none of these, none, all these games have good audio design, but it's like, it's just like, what are the AAA games that were, were not me for everything else? You know, and this is not the fault of the game awards. This is put on by people, put on by the the press or whatever. But like, come on, there are, like there, you could have found an indie game that could have been in here, you know, other than these like five giant ass games. That's what I will say. You and I talked about a bunch of stuff earlier for sound that could have been in there. Where inscription? Where is it, Justin? Why it's, isn't it on this list? It should be on every single one of these. It's true. <laughs> Best score and music. Score and music. Let's see about this one. Artful Escape. I heard it has good music. Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy, and Near Replicant version one, version point one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. Guardian shouldn't um, be on here. It's basically just no. licensed music. Yes. Um, I don't, I haven't heard the music in Artful Escape. I've heard it. I've heard it's very good. It's all about music. So I I've actually I heard know. good things about Cyberpunk soundtrack. It's like one of the better things yeah. about the game. Yeah, I mean, just but there's like a wild amount of games that could have been here. Mar Guardians Galaxy, obviously, you said doesn't does not belong here. I'm sure the music in New Republican is fucking banging. <laughs> like yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I have to guess that it is because um, of how good uh, Automata's music is. It's not a, like I like I really love you know category like music categories, and that's just not a very exciting one. Best art direction: Artful Escape, Death Loop, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I mean, this is a good list. Um, you know, I, I think like for me, even though, I mean, Ratchet is gorgeous, but com like the other games in this have so much other, like unique style to them, you know, that Ratchet doesn't have. Yeah. Um, so it, the, you know, I think Ratchet is more, like great artists on it are working on it, obviously, but it's just, it feels like it's the odd man out in this category that it'll probably end up winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, best narrative. Here we go, Justin. Uh, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy, Psychonauts Two. I I didn't I did not know about this one before. I'm glad that Guardians of the Galaxy made it in here. Yes. Um, I haven't. I don't know like how good the narrative in Deathloop ends up being because I haven't played enough of it, so I can't speak to that. It Takes Two is a wonderful game. It does not belong on this list. <laughs> I mean, there uh, were there were those squirrels with machine guns there were there are great moments and it takes two don't get me wrong but the overall narrative i don't know i don't These think games I, I, in, in, in this category i don't think death loop belongs either yeah life is strange guardians galaxy and second house two are, are good for me like i think those those belong but uh, it takes two does not belong there even though i love that game best game direction again we're, we're gonna see all the same games we're, we're gonna, we're, see, we're all gonna see all the same games death loop it takes two returnal psychonauts two ratchet and clank these aren't bad picks Obviously, all of them are really good games. There's just a lot of safe picks. You know what I mean? When it, when it comes down to it. They play um, this They play this very safe. Extremely yeah. safe. I mean, also because it's voted on by a ton of people and, yeah. you know, and it's up, these are the games that more people play these games than other games. So it ends up, you know, just being there, being there like that. You know, there's always say people try to take it, like get too serious about it, or get too angry about it. This is like a thousand people vote on this. So it's always going to end up being like a, a big time, like, middle of the road for most people, you know, when, when it comes down to it. That's why like individual game of the year list, individual stuff like that is the, where I think the more interesting stuff comes from because it's individual people or, or you know, a small group of people in an outlet. Um, game of the year, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Um, I don't think any of these are really a surprise um, being here. 
Um, I'm surprised, surprised that Resident. Th- I was gonna say I'm surprised Resident Evil's on this list. You are. I mean, it was it was very well liked, and it's all it over was the rest very, of the list. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like it's not as uh, prevalent. I feel like it's no more prevalent than in uh, than um, Returnal was in some of the lists. Like it showed up in a couple of categories, like best action adventure, but it wasn't anywhere else in. Uh, I think in, it was was it anywhere else. I'm not sure. Um, but it I don't. Place, I, I, yeah. I mean, I like that game a lot. I'm just surprised. Like that's the one that surprised me. I was like, oh, interesting. That one's on there. All the rest yeah. of them are whatever. Like, it's obviously going to be there. It's where's also Resident Evil. Where's Inscription? Where's Inscription? Where's Inscription <laughs> on the game? Where is the game that's actually going to be Game of the Year at most outlets on this list? Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, there's stuff like, you know, like, um, like Death's Door and other games that yeah. are, like, just more interesting picks. And again, it's not like, it's not like Jeff Keighley is like, this is Game of the Year. You know, he's not doing that, except when a Kojima game comes up, you know? <sighs> And then he and then he has he makes sure he makes sure and it's he on there. himself. Yeah, he wants himself. He makes sure it's on there. But you know, it, I, I think people are like getting angry at like the like the whole like the game awards like it's a body that chooses these things no. like the academy. It's it, it, not it's how like it the, works. It's, it's not like dice. Like if you want the real serious yeah. award category for video games, go follow like the dice awards or what's the other one? The um... well, there's like the game Dev- developer conference yeah. awards and stuff like that as well. You know, I like the, what, what I think though, what, what, the reason why I think these are valuable, even when they nominate a bunch of shit, that's like, Oh, this is safe is it creates a lot of conversation about games that weren't nominated that should have been there. And that's by a lot of people who a lot of people listen to. So you, then you're going to, you're going to get more people, you know, um, pay attention to those games because they're being talked about a lot, even if it's, Oh, it should have been nominated and it wasn't. You know, so this is why shows like this are good. And this is why the, the Game Awards is healthy for the industry, because it drums up a lot of talk and chatter um, about this stuff. Plus, in a couple of weeks, we're going to see a bunch of cool trailers. So I'm excited about that. Um, so, yeah, th- those are the, the two big news stories, Justin, that I wanted to speak about. Do you want to do some questions, the rest of our questions? Yeah. All right. Let's go through these. Okay. Um, okay. A Luke Goblin asks. If Halo Infinite delivers a banger campaign, do you think it's game of the year? I will tell you, if that campaign is very good, that Halo Infinite is going to be very high on my list. It, yes, I, I think it will. It, can, as it, it has a good chance to be in the top. Ten. It has a good chance to be in the top 10 just on like if it's multi the multiplayer alone, I would say. If the campaign is amazing, it will absolutely have a, a very good chance of being in the top 10 or if not high on the top 10. But have you heard about the game we've mentioned about 700 times on this podcast? It's going to take something like, I don't know, for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like, we'll get into it, obviously, in, in a future in a future time. But like, uh, Greg asks, are you guys having difficulties figuring out what your personal game of the year is? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like so like last year also wasn't hard for me. Last year was Hades. Obviously, Hades is an amazing yeah. fucking game. But last year, the difference was like, I didn't play as much. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, ing- I played, I finished like 15, 16, 17 games this year, you know? And, and so like last year I was like, Hades is number one and probably number one, even if I played a ton of games, right? That's what I said. This year I have played a ton of games and my game that's number one is like, like, I, like, I can't imagine, you know? No. Like, like when we go back and we talk about like, Oh, what are the best games of this group of years or whatever? Like it's going to be in that conversation. So it's yeah. like, uh, you know, right now, look at, the, I still have games to knock off my list. 
I'm not saying it's impossible. We're just coming off like the high of it. So I'm not going to say there's nothing that could do it that I can't go back and play. But as of right now, I'm not having trouble with that. No. Um, Garun asks, do you think any uh, or do you see any games being delayed from now until March? Now, if you would have asked me this question the day before yesterday, I would have said one of the February games is a good bet to be delayed. Yeah. And it was. Saints Row got pushed all the way to the end of August. Yeah. <laughs> which is a big delay. Um, yeah. But I, other than that, I can't see anything else. I mean, we took a look at the release schedule. After March, it is the, basically nothing has been announced. But up until March, like, it doesn't really look like anything like that would have to move. I just thought one of those games might want to get out of the most packed February in existence. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think Elden um, Ring, maybe. Could you see Elden Ring slipping three no, weeks or something just, like that? They just pushed it a couple of weeks. I don't think they'll push it again. You know, I think if it needed more time, they would they would have already have pushed it. They would have just said, like, OK, it's going to come out in, you know, end of March or whatever, because why? Why push it from January into the most busy part of the entire release calendar as if we know right now you i was thinking I mean? like maybe if they want like another like month to clean up something like you know could it yeah. slip from february to the end of march maybe no um dying light is is got its first previews out at all the big outlets um so i think that's gonna lock uh yeah for i mean literally elden ring just had a had, a, had like a, a a network test this past weekend which neither justin and i got into um that like people were playing like 20 30 hours of you know what i mean so um it feels like to me that it, there's no way it moves at this point. Like I, unless it's just a really financial reason, I don't yeah. think there's going to be a, like a creative reason for them to move it. Sony doesn't really, once Sony locks in release dates, like, like they did, they've done horizon now, like they, they'll push things when they go like, Oh, it'll be out in 2021. And they're like, actually, we're going to push it. That, that Then they push stuff. Like they, they're good at, they're, they're great at delaying games. They never put release dates on. Um, usually when something's locked in, like Horizon's locked in, they, they're, they're not going to move it. No, Horizon's um, locked, I think. We've seen a ton of it, too. So like, I can't imagine that it, it will come out. My honest answer is, like, even though it's already been pushed a bunch of times, Dying Light 2 is the only thing that I, that I really have any, like, thought that it might it might be pushed. It might um, slip. might slip. Um, maybe I think to get out of the way of other, of other stuff because it's I don't so know crowded. What it's, I guess the only thing it could be getting out of the way of is Horizon. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but that's Dying Light comes first. Dying Light's February fourth. I think Horizon's the tenth, fifteenth, something like that. Yeah, but people plan out their people plan out their money a little bit. So it's like, okay, I'm I'm buying Horizon and Elden Ring this month. I don't have the money to buy Dying Light too. You know, Dying Light is the least like name that oh sexy, yeah absolutely name of any of them. So that's the reason why the only reason why I think it it, it could slip. I don't think there's a lot other scheduled to come out. Not really, no. Um, before March, um, other than that, like, I don't think you see Destiny Two delay that expansion, you know, at all. Um, that's the other big thing. Uh, they they just they just recently put out more like key art and stuff for Sifu or whatever, restating the date. So I don't think that's gonna move um, out of February. Um, I think yeah, I think Saints Row is probably the only do- the the one domino to fall out, out of all of this stuff. Um, like Justin said before, we don't know much else that's coming out next year. We, we know that Zelda's coming out or it's supposed to come out. We we know that Starfield is coming out later in the year, right? That's locked. Um, I mean, that's locked. That's supposedly locked 11, 11, 22. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so that that that's I mean, Todd Howard said this week that it's in a fully playable state now. You can play from beginning to end, all the contents there. So it's now just about QA, essentially. Um so I think I can't think of anything else like we're, we're gonna get stuff announced you know there will be more stuff to play in january and march than we know about right now you know i'm sure there'll be a lot of indie stuff and they'll probably be mean stuff from like nintendo and something like that we don't know that's coming out like i don't know when that kirby game is i don't remember any of the dates that they threw on that stuff but um i don't see any of the games we already know about now getting pushed anywhere i just can't see it happening Same. um we have uh because all those games have already been pushed multiple times multiple some times of them. yeah I don't think so. We have one last question. Uh, okay. Do you think inscriptions coming from Andy? Do you think inscription will come to consoles, uh. considering the mechanics of some of the fights? Now, if you would have asked me this question pre last Friday, before I put the last five hours into the game, I was like, no doubt, absolutely, inscription will come to consoles. Now, without spoiling anything, the game would have to undergo a little bit of a change, small changes, uh, but it would definitely have to go under under a change to come to console. I still think it should. Uh, I think it definitely will. I mean, the thing about the game, even when, like, there is nothing um, twitchy about, like, there's nothing you need to do instantly in the game, right? You Everything you do is basically, you know, no matter how complicated, you, you, you have a turn, right? So I think that no matter what we do, like, it, it, it can do it. Um, there is like a, there is mechanics in some of the in some of the things that happen uh, that would need to be slightly tweaked, but I still think there's a way they could do you, it. Th there's a way you can do it. Yeah, because it's some write it's some writing and maybe a, a one screen they would have to change. Yes, but there is a like even though there is a commonality between let's say a PC and a console that would be easily reflected. Yeah, in in those two things. So. I don't think like it's it's that huge of a, a lift, you know, for, for that one. Um, so, yeah, I, and I think it definitely will. I mean, that game, that game will be on Switch before, like at first, you know, um, is my guess. You know, we'll hear an announcer for the Switch version because it is, it is, being, it is so popular um, at, at the moment. So I can't imagine it not coming. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it will come to console for sure. Um, also, by the way, everybody listening, I've got five hours of footage of Justin finishing inscription uh, from the other night. No camera. I gotta figure though. out what I'm gonna do with no camera. But you know, whatever. We can see the game, and you can hear the game, which is better than the footage I had before. So, um, so yeah. So I, I started recording. I was like, oh, this will be over in like ninety minutes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am not the best at inscription i you know it was really tough because there is one part of inscription where i i think the game like kind of ramps up in, into difficulty and it's a little bit of maybe like rng luck there mm -hmm. and i just kept hitting a wall there and then once i got yeah. past that the small hump the rest of the game went kind of quickly it was just getting yeah. over this hump before we talk any more about inscription do you have, is there any more questions no that was it okay so um for, for most people, that's the end of the podcast. I want to talk a little bit swirly about Justin without inscription before we get out of here. Um, but if anybody hasn't finished inscription or they care, this is your time to sort of like, you know, nope out and, and, and if you care about the ending of inscription or, or any of the details. And I, I, I would recommend to you, I don't like telling people not to listen to our podcast, but 
if you have not played Inscription and you have any any inkling you might do it, do not listen to what is to come. Even if please. you don't have an inkling about playing Inscription, I'm telling you <laughs> to go play Inscription. <laughs> yeah. Can run on anything, like play it. It's it's amazing, amazing game. Um just quickly, you know, I'll get all like the business out of the way before we before we do this part so that people have their noping out right now. Um podcast live on YouTube at eight o'clock every Thursday. Uh, misadventure.land is the easy way to get to the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, you know, ring the bell to know when we go live and please like the videos. Like even if you're gonna watch for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, hit that like button. It really, really helps with getting attention uh, on everything. Um, so just drop those likes, you know, please, please, please. It, it would really, really help us out. We're really trying to ramp up the YouTube stuff. We've got some stuff in the pipeline coming that we're really excited about. So we want as many people as possible to, to see that stuff. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Bobby Shortle, Justin, Justin underscore says underscore. Hey, yeah. And, th- and that's, and that's it for all the, all the business. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to give you a, a count of five and then we're going to talk about inscription spoilers. I'm going to put it up on the screen that we're talking about inscription spoilers. So anybody's looking at this thing. They know these guys are talking about inscription spoilers. Um, and and uh, we will see you guys later over who is an open out. So thank you very much for hanging out. Um, there probably won't be a podcast next week. That's true, Groon, because it's Thanksgiving. Not next Thursday. Maybe um, another day. I'm gonna I don't have know. a lot of turkey and alcohol on that day. You wouldn't want to yes. see me in front of a camera. Or maybe you would love it uh maybe you would love it maybe Let, let's we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it um anyway we're talking about inscription five four three two one inscription spoilers here we go um so yeah i i watched you finish the game the other night oh for you five did five hours that was an extremely long phone call that it didn't was, feel that was, long it was after 1 a.m when i went to sleep um when I walked away from the computer, I should say it was after 1 a.m. Yeah, um, same finishing the game. Um, and yeah, so what an experience, huh? I mean, I, I, I got to see you encounter. Well, I, I didn't get to see you. The one part I didn't get to see you see was I saw you go from act one of the game, which is the, the thing that is like, you know, the most forward facing of the game that everyone has seen. Right. Which is this card game, this creepy card game against this table. Um, it transitions into that like Pokemon esque, like 2d game with an overworld. I saw you that transition to that. I did not see your transition from that back into the third act, which brings you back into like the more one-on-one card battler thing this time with the, with the robot. Um, but, um, spoil, get as, as into as possible, just in the spoilers possible. How did you feel about that whole journey? It's maybe one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think I, how I wrote my steam review. I, I, I said it was, um, a game has too much atmosphere than it knows what to do with. Like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I also like, left the steam review, by the way, I've never left a steam review for any game ever. I think I've left this is my second one. My, the first one I ever wrote was for the Oberdin. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, we're, I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk more about game of the year stuff, but just the, the journey that game puts you on, um, you know, the card game is front and foremost, but also secondary to what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. And the way that it wraps up, um, and the ARG that's running, like I listen, I got to listen to the next lander podcast where they actually got Mm -hmm. into the ARG stuff, which is only stuff that I like ever scraped the absolute surface of. It's just 
insane um, in the best possible way. Um, I struggled in, in in that five hour video where I felt that. Yeah, you're in you're in spoiler territory collection. Yeah, get out of here if you don't want to hear anything. We haven't we haven't heard we haven't said anything that wild yet. Uh but oh man, it is Uh, it is something. Um I I really struggled in that that third area uh at at the start. And my feelings of the the, it was the only time my feelings about the game took like a slightly negative turn, which was like it's probably gonna end up you know, right now it feels like it's a middle of the pack best of the year game. Like it's still in the top ten. I have Justin recorded saying this went from game of the year to middle of the pack. Because I was struggling. I was really having a rough time. I, I I could not get over this hump. Even with Bobby's help, it was just like I was running into just bad situations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, the game in previous, you know, um, acts kind of helps you navigate that, right? Like you get you are able to like change the squirrel cards around to where it was just like once I first started messing with that, I was like, oh, wow. And I got to the boss of the first act that run. The game yeah. doesn't really do that in the third act. You kind of have to use your brain and get yes. past it. Once you beat the first boss of that third act, it, it almost flipped like a uh, flipping fashion where it should start easy and get harder. It starts at its hardest and gets progressively easier, which is great. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. you're, the later bosses that you come across are just some of the coolest mechanics I've ever seen in a game. And yeah. I didn't want to have to be thinking that hard about how to beat the boss as right, opposed yeah. to just looking and enjoying the spectacle of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, too, I think I think intentionally, you know, Daniel Mullins is the developer of, of, of this game, knows that like those boss battles are amazing, but they're most amazing the first time you encounter those like crazy mechanics. And the more times you, you would have to encounter them, right? You would end up, you would end up like just, they just become another thing you'd do in the game. They wouldn't be as special. So, you know, like you said, it, the, it, once you beat that first boss, I think intentionally it's a, it's like a, it's like a snowball rolling downhill. You know, it, it just keeps giving you, first of all, the, the different, the distance between the first boss and the second boss, the third boss, the fourth boss, it's so much shorter than getting to the first boss the first yeah. time. That's one of the reasons why it's easier. But also you start getting all of these upgrades for your like those empty vessel cards, like so fast. They just keep like coming and coming and coming. So your empty vessels are like much like what happens with the squirrels. If you're playing that certain way in, in the first act become like an essential part of your strategy, you know, and not just something you have to throw out because you have nothing else. Um, and, and I love that. In a, in, and I think that second, the third act too is so interesting because it starts layering in the mechanics from the second act, right? That, that you saw. Yeah. But now into the other card game. So you start getting the other scribes card games into your, into, into the, into that card game with, with PO, PO3. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. PO3, the, the robot, like the gem system, like, um, uh, Alejandro asked, did you, did you try to use those, those gem deck cards? I um, hated those cards in Act 2. I hated them. I hated that boss fight in <laughs> Act 2 so much because I had a really powerful deck and he just like used that paintbrush to paint over any of my stats and change them all. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, this sucks. Like I got through <laughs> that battle like on the skin of my teeth and I was like, I hope I never have to worry about that again. Thank God you were with me. Thank God, because I barely <laughs> understood the mechanics of those gems. 
but you being there when I fought that uh, that battle and having you be like, no, 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 this is what it means. I was like, oh, okay, like that makes much more sense now. Um, yeah, game is so good. J J playing, watching Justin play the game though, Justin would put out cards so fast sometimes. You would put out cards so f you'd be like, I'd be like, well, what about that? And you just throw it on the board. And I'd be like, no, 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 that's not what I was. Yeah, I. You'd be uh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I had to, especially with these games, I probably need to like slow down, but yeah. I'm like moving at like, a, uh, my brain is moving like a hundred miles a minute and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to put this here and this here and this here. And it's like, none of those, none of those were anything that you should have done. You shouldn't have done any of those <laughs> things and you should feel bad about yourself. Um, um, I mean, especially because the systems in the game, right? Like it, wait, if you make somebody's one mistake it can just be the end of the battle because it yeah. doesn't take that much damage for you to win or for them to win. It's also the same way that you can win a match like in the first round, um, you know, but at, like I'll just, you can just slow down and do some math as you, the mechanics start getting more and more like dense. And that's the thing that's so interesting about the game is that it is mechanically very dense. Like it has so many different things for the way it starts out so simple, right? It starts out just this card costs blood. You know, you put a card, you have to sacrifice cards to get cards. And they do this much damage and they have this much health and go until, until you're dealing with, you know, energy and the gem costs and the circuits and, you know, all of this other stuff and cards that do like three things at once. And, and the game just does such a good job of like, um, onboarding you throughout that process to where you don't even realize how complicated the game has come, has become when you're in it, you know? But if I was describing somebody like those last couple of fights that you were having, Justin, where I was like, you know, th these these vessel cards, they've got gems on them. And, it, and, the, and the orange gem, if you put it out, like it, it will reduce, it will increase the amount of health that, you know, that this other card has. But only if that card has been imprinted with the magic, like, you know, uh, sockets on it. Um, uh, and also like, but and also there's these like circuit cards that if they're, if they're placed next to each other, will buff each other. And, you know, that doesn't matter if they have circuits. It'll, as long as they're in this zone, they'll, they'll get buffed. You know, so if, you, if you're able to put a, a, a vessel out with a, with a magic buff and also a power buff, you can be doing double buff. You know, it, there's like a lot of stuff going on at once. Um, and that's on top of the, just the wild ass story shit that they're doing constantly. Yeah. Constantly. I Think, um, I think my favorite moment of the game is when they allowed me to make cards, which I just texted to Bobby. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's you able just to, to me again. I don't know if he's able to get those on the screen somehow. Um, I probably can. You hold it me a second. <laughs> but at, at one of the boss battles allows you to, and I, I mean we're in full spoiler territory, so hold on, people. But yeah, where <laughs> while you're fighting this person, he's th this character is connecting to the internet and is experiencing the wonders of the internet for the first time, and so. Uh -huh. Um, they will grab a player-made card and throw it your way. Um, what's interesting is if you happen to win the battle while that card is in your hands, if the other person is playing the game at the same time, they just win. Like, the, bo like yeah. the, the boss concedes to the player that made that card for you. So it allows you to make cards for other people. And mm -hmm. it'll be like, all right, hang on, I'm going to try and find a player. And so what... Mullins did when he made this was he created a system for 
while this entire scene is happening, it is actually pinging across Steam to try and find <laughs> somebody else at the exact same point mm -hmm. of the game that you are at so they could receive these cards um, from you. And if they win the fight, I like and with one of my cards, the 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 boss that I was fighting would just concede the battle and be like, "You won," which is insane, mm -hmm. insane. Yeah. But because I guess I was playing at a certain time of night or whatever, or that the initial hit of this game has passed, it couldn't find anybody to make um, uh, to give the cards to. So it just put them right. back in my deck, and some of them were. Yeah ridiculous um eventually bobby will bring yeah. them up on screen and it's just it's just incredible yeah. let you name them pick the design of the card and then what they do um <laughs> and it was just so good and that's before yeah. my steam friends started fighting me yeah <laughs> so it eventually reads your steam list and will take your friends uh, your steam friends and turn them into playable cards against you so mm -hmm. i had aleandro you were there and yes. uh my good friend uh peach uh was there and uh my good friend bobby north hugh, old ho uh, hugh and bobby north uh both yeah. both the uh, former co-hosts of talking games were there attacking me hard um yes. it they were. like that part blew my mind yeah it was really good i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to add these right now justin um the, i should have done this the beforehand. iphone yeah, the iPhone uh like image like format, which is now H E I C, is not like compatible with with uh well, with if we Windows. Can't, so if we I can't get it this time, we could always do it for game. I'm gonna get it, don't you it. worry. I'm gonna get it, don't you worry. I'm gonna get it up. Uh the other really good boss battle that you fight there is the um archivists. Which, oh yeah, uh, archivists is great. Is like literally digging through your hard drive and making you choose yeah. files to you know fight with and if you lose it says it deletes the file it doesn't actually mm -hmm. delete the file but if you happen to go into your directory of whatever file you chose there is a folder there that wasn't there before that says you should delete this and play the game the right way you said you were going to delete it um yeah and then the you know it, it, it's basically you know it's a scale right so the scale is what's tipping the battle like you hit him the scale like goes down on his side so you're basically yeah. choosing file sizes it's asking like find your oldest file size and depending on how old that file size is is depending on how many hits he's going to take um yeah. just like mind-blowing stuff that yeah. i really really enjoyed like i've never played anything like this game um no and the amount of stuff that i missed because now that i've beaten it i've gone back and been like what didn't i see the ways that you can break this game, um, like the cat card isn't actually infinite. Um, the I forget what they call it in the first act, the something child, child 13. Um, mm -hmm. They're not, they, you know, it seems like they're cards that you could just sacrifice over and over again. They have a limit. The cat has nine lives. That's it. And if you use all nine lives of the cat, it transforms into something else. Um, it's wild. Really cool. I, didn't know um, I did not know that. Yeah, like I, I looked up a YouTube video and it was basically it was like an hour and a half long video and I was skipping around it just to see like some of the some mm -hmm. of the things that I missed. And that was like one of them. Like a lot of these cards have secondary functions that you have no idea about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really neat. 
we'll get the more really, really neat we'll get the more stuff during game of the year but like it, it, as far as like a, an experience it, it's one of those things that i think you just have to play so this is the best i can do right now because this format's not working let's see if it's focused. like i cover my face there we go there he is mr shoot boy he flies does mr. four shoot damage boy. he's got the thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Cost max energy, but he was worth it. And then there is not, not good. good. <laughs> who uh di- who will instantly die when he's played, but he returns to your hand, he flies, does three damage. Yeah. Fantastic. And by and by the end, we like, you know, we had in your run, we had like an energy creating machine, basically, because all of the vessels you're putting down were creating energy, and that's the cool thing, the game that like you mentioned, the game letting you break it. And that's what I think is so cool about the game is that it has its like set of rules. And even and all the times you're like, ah, oh, this is not going to work. Like, obviously, there's gonna be something in the, in the way. Like when you fought the moon against the, in the last puppet, yeah. like there's no way they're gonna let me just kill it instantly. Like there's going to be there's going to be some sort of protection against it. But nope, if you have a death touch card and it attacks, it kills it kills the thing instantly. You know, and he brings um, up and it's um, because the uh, just quickly and he brings up the starving people around the fire. And that he how he yeah. uh, what was it? It was a card that attacked, right? Or like it had. Uh, I think it was the oh, it was the death port- adder. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but also, uh, if you put down ringworm on that spot, mm-hmm. the people would eat the ringworm, and the next time you go to a fire, they all dead. That's so. It's so cool. Um, and Andy was asking my question. I asked was related to the file size fight, and that's what I assumed you were talking about, Andy. Um, but you know, a console has a hard drive, and a console has some real big files on it. Yeah, you know, so it is extremely possible. It also, has small files on it, it has save files, so it has older files on it. You know, I, I think like I don't know if it, I probably won't be able to write a file to your drive like it does in the in you know in this thing or whatever. There are but, some things that they would have to change. He would have to change a couple yeah, of things. Sure. But like I, this yeah. game should be every, it, it, it's such a good game. It, it should be able to be played everywhere. It should be on phones. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and I love that. You know. I love that at the end of the game, you see the other two like card systems of the other two scribes. And like, I'm sure they haven't developed, he had developed all the assets and stuff for those other two scribes, but there are full mechanics, different mechanics for those two other scribes that we never see in the rest of the game. Not just mechanics, but entire um, graphic treatments, especially for the magician guy. Um, I can't think of his name, but like, it's supposedly based off a Yu-Gi-Oh thing. Yeah. Which is like an entire, it changes the, the like, at least with the other, with the, the lady, I forget what her name is as well. Yeah. But like hers was similar uh, to mm-hmm. Leshy, like similar to yes. the, the battles that you've been doing. Yeah. His, uh, the magician's guy was <laughs> so different. It was mind blowing. There's 3D models of cards attacking each other. And like, I was yeah. blown away. By the amount of detail yeah. in this thing. And then honestly, if you start digging into that ARG, there is so much stuff that comes up. Yeah. When I was listening to yeah. Next Lander, they were like, Do you so you know about the Hitler thing, right? And I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really fascinating too, just to watch other people play it, you know. And my hope, like uh, Mullen said, like, you know, I, I've had to do very little like there's been so much less like after release, like bug fixing he's had to do. Like generally, you know, he says like, it's like, it's like all over the place. Like, you know, he has to do a lot of patches and fix a lot of stuff. And there hasn't been a lot of that stuff to do. So he's actually working. He said, I'm working on something fun for everybody. Um, like as an update to the game. So,
So some people are maybe positing maybe he's building out the other the the other scribes or maybe adding some sort of like um like endless like mode so you can just play the card game as much as you want you know um with like different obje- obje- different objectives and stuff like that so which would also be really cool because i just love playing the the game is really fun like the yeah, card game is, is really fun so um i think all that stuff would be would be really really neat to, to play it's just it is it's one of those games that is more than the sum of its parts even though all its parts are also excellent you know what i mean it's like the total sum of what it's doing is is, is it, it ascends it to like another level but all of the individual parts are are all really great like if the game had just been that opening thing like i still would have been like this is a great game this is a, this is a this is a top 10 game you know yeah. just that opening card game area um you know and and i think like you know and i think like i'm not you know and i'm not even like I think the second area is the one area where for me, just because of the way I, the, for my interests, like it is the, it is the area where I was most like, okay, I hope this doesn't last like an incredibly long time. And it you know what I mean? Like I, you can fly. It doesn't, it area. doesn't. Yeah. Um, cause like, I just wasn't enjoying the way the card battling was working the same way, you know? Um, so, so there, that's like, that's like a little bit of a ding against it, I guess. But other than that, like, um, I like how in the in the third area, you know, it still has a penalty for dying, but it's not like the first area where you start the entire like run of bosses over, yeah. right? It just starts you back from your latest checkpoint, stuff like that. I I think it's it's a really smart game, and and um, yeah, there are apparently a bunch of stuff that I didn't even do, like I never did the thing where the you know the the puzzle with the two cards in in Leshy's cabin. I, I, there's a bunch of puzzles in the in the robot warehouse place that I didn't ever figure out. You know, I didn't get all the clues from the the digital, you know, trader or whatever. So there's like a ton of stuff. Um, did we just spoil? You stayed around, Greg. <laughs> I mean, honestly, knowing knowing what's coming is just like it's ten percent of the game, right? Like it, it is sure, no, it is. It, sure, like it, it's something to experience it for yourself, but the actual seeing it and just like playing the game is like you know like you don't want to get spoiled on it but it honestly doesn't matter it's not like it's yeah. not like uh, it, it that the story is like some like mind-blowing thing that you can't you can't believe happens but um not really he made dinner okay, okay so he missed he missed most of it all right so yeah um, you guys we can't recommend it enough that's basically no, the end of it definitely not definitely not yeah that's, that, that, that's it um so that's description um we'll talk more about game of the year obviously we got a lot to talk about um but we're gonna get out of here now we've been podcasting this is this is like a classic old podcast length that we just did tonight like two and a half hours so uh we're gonna we're gonna peace out of here we're gonna have a go relax but um thank everybody who stuck around and watched um and uh yeah be good to one another and we'll see you later bye Great friends agree a lot, but when they don't, then the shit gets hot. Though there's C plus in their gameplay, their commentary gets an A.